songs carry better. To be fair, my voice gets really tired when I'm in like oh yeah, same. a club I'm at home. or a pub I'm much more quiet. or anywhere. Ah, fair enough. To get a little bit more excited. Anywho, um, you guys ready? Yeah, take it away. I'll have a bee. Perfect. Well, hello everyone. Thank you very much for tuning back in. It's been a while since I haven't done a podcast. I think the last one was with Marcus and Rohan in November. So it's it's been a while. Um, today I have very uh, two very special guests uh, with me. Um, I have Mike and I have Vince, two colleagues of mine from Accenture. Um, I don't know if you guys want to introduce yourselves. Well, we can give a very short introduction. Yes. Yeah. So name's Mike. You know, grew up in the beautiful city of London and currently here with Vivek, mm-hmm. uh, you know, with the podcast and also lovely man Vince, who I went to uni together with as well. So, uh, yeah, looking forward to speaking about some great topics today. Oh, yeah. You two went to uni together. That's... Indeed we did. Yeah. Yeah. What about you, Vince? So, my name is Vince, as we've already established. Um, <laughs> I'm also a Londoner uh, and I'm a software engineer as well. Um, as Mike's already mentioned, I... We know each other from Bath Uni, uh, where we both did uh, Comp Sci Masters, and then uh, we've obviously uh, worked a lot together uh, at, at work. So, yeah, nice. That's the nice. that's the connections. Well, as you both uh, know, we have to pick up from where we ended last time. Now, I don't know if Rohan and Marcus did this on purpose, but they ended on Lewis Hamilton uh, in cryotherapy. Uh, so I don't know if you guys know anything about that i've just pulled up literally i did a two minute google search beforehand mm-hmm. and just pulled up what does he do in cryotherapy apparently there is is, sorry, is it a chamber is it just like a standing pot it's literally just... just a chamber look at this there's a picture over here oh that's not surprising what well, i'm guessing he's probably stays there for like what two minutes yeah two minutes yeah. at minus 100 degrees yeah, I know a couple of athletes. I mean, I think LeBron James does the same thing as well. They all do. Yeah, just like Andy Murray's done the same. It says yeah. here, Lewis Ice Hamilton bars. has had a cryotherapy session to help his body recover from what's been a draining uh, campaign so far, blah, blah, blah. I want to see how long he stays there. Because the, we're assuming it's two minutes, but it doesn't... Something short. Yeah. The title actually says, Lewis Hamilton dancing in cryotherapy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's not dancing in the pod. <laughs> I don't know if it's like dancing in the shower, to be fair. Yeah, well, you're, you're, probably free, you're freezing quite a you bit. You probably get so. quite good acoustics, like <laughs> yeah. shower. Yeah. Yeah, you could dance in the shower, but if it's like a decent temperature, but at a minus 100 degrees. Well, you know, you got to keep warm somehow. So. <laughs> but I don't know if that defeats the objective. If I don't know how much it. Around. I don't know how much it helps though. Like, how how much does cryotherapy actually help in recovery? I know this is actually quite. A, I think it's quite a contentious subject amongst like sports scientists because the. I think it's just still a point of debate. There's no kind of conclusive benefit. Um, I think there are benefits. It's probably one of those things that's very subjective. Like certain yeah, some athletes have their preferences. Yeah, I know some in rugby it's a big yes thing, but then no. they have to deal with like massive impacts. So for things like bruising and injuries, it's probably you know like putting an ice pack on a bruise or or some things like that. But um, yeah, yeah, the I ice know, pack. Okay, like. Could make sense, but I don't know if the whole body, like, does your whole body need to be at oh, minus just one? Do, yeah. Just do an ice bath, man. I feel, <laughs> yeah. like, I feel like ice baths in general are just, you know, more cost effective, firstly, and mm-hmm. then also probably have the same benefits. Um, yeah. In water probably... as well. I feel like being in water is, unbear- in, like, is cold. It's like, yeah. much more unbearable than in oh, air, yeah. you know. Um, 
I did yeah. go for a dip in the well, the Bristol Channel, I guess, oh, really? uh, when I went to Swansea a few weeks ago, and that was uh, cold, uh, very cold. <laughs> yeah, I don't know the exact <laughs> to say the least, but it was it would have been above zero. But even like above zero temperatures of water was, uh, yeah, very very cold. I could only stand it for about a minute, and then it starts. It's the kind of cold that gives you pain. Well, you know, oh, five um, degrees isn't exactly warm. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But no, I mean like there. five degrees in the cold. You know, you like in 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 the air. You know, when you walk yeah. outside and it's five degrees, you're kind of like oh, you just put a coat on, right? Yeah. But five degrees in water is it's just next level. Yeah, there's 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 something else to that for sure. Yeah, I think so. I think our bodies as well. They're very sensitive to changes in temperature. Like any small changes, like a slight slight change, like. Mm. Uh, up or down it's it's mm. just like oh what's this mm. um i think yeah, i've i've seen as well like um the, isn't the navy seals or some some like one of the teams in the army like the way they train um it's literally like one of the one of the challenges mm. is to stay i think as long as you can or something like yeah, that in probably in cold water yeah. and you see them like I've, I've seen videos and literally they're all like it looks like they're dead because like they're just freezing they're just frozen like that it's just yeah. like I don't know how you would maintain. To be honest, I, mean, I wouldn't be surprised if the SAS did that. I mean, that's typical. Yeah, I mean, Navy SEALs do obviously a lot of water training. Um, yeah. You know, trying to. I think one of them is getting their feet tied and kind of you have to be able to, you know, make sure that you stay above water for a certain period of time. And oh. they have loads of other things. Yeah, I mean, you know, they go to the, you know, the sea or the shore and then they, they kind of lock arms and they have, you know, waves coming at them. Make sure not to untangle. They've they, got some very intense. The training they do must be so crazy. Even like in when they're in, in, uh, like an active like combat on a mission or something like that like the navy seals are just next level the, the way i think about it, uh, of it because like what I've, I've i've seen this video and it makes so much sense um the one of the guy who was who guys who went to the like through the training he said um that being in the navy is in some sense worse than being in any other part because um once like if you're on a mission for example you go and you land, you parachute in, to, in into water. Sometimes it's raining, and you're with heavy, um, like you know, clothing or armor, and and like we're, we're carrying a weapon and all that. You have to swim to shore. You have to maintain, you have to maintain uh, your body temperature and all that. And you have to, um, you know, it's it's cold, it's wet, and all that. And then you, once you reach the shore, it's all sandy and and muddy, and everything sticks to you, mm-hmm. and you haven't even started. The mission, yeah. yeah. Like this is just getting there. Like I think I saw a YouTube show on that. What's his name? Is, is it White Guy Bald Head? Yes. Um, is that yeah, guy? Yeah, is I, it I, that I, one? Yeah, I think so. I saw a YouTube show on it, it's and I was like, yeah. You're just very, it just very makes so before. much sense, right? Yeah. It's just like like that's just next level. Yeah. Well, to be fair, I was thinking like, why don't you just land in, uh, on, on land? <laughs> just Probably try detection. Probably right. Yeah. Most likely. And it's funny because I've been watching a lot of war, you know, base movies recently. And it was making me think of, I was watching, was it yesterday? I was watching Lone Survivor. Wow. I don't know if you ever watched it. Yeah. What's Lone Survivor? Mark Wahlberg. Uh, it's a war movie based on, I can't remember how long ago it was. Basically, they were trying to, you know, kill off one of the leaders of the Taliban. Okay. And it goes off the story of this guy named Marcus Luttrell and basically kind of his, I think it was like, yeah, just one day, just kind of in Afghanistan, just going through and him and his team trying to, you know, assassinate this guy and everything kind of just goes wrong. And it's just basically the story of how everything happens. And a man, it's just, and it's, a, it's a true story. So it's just, a, you know, reenactment of everything. That Is happens. he in like the US? So he's Army in the Navy SEALs. The yeah, yeah, Navy SEALs, okay. exactly on topic. And I was just like, wow, this is a very, very intense kind Damn. of thing that they're going through. Mm. Oh man, it's heartfelt and emotional. I was like, whoa. 
especially the fact that it's a true story as well. It's yeah. Just, yeah. It, it just kind of hits. And the whole so many the whole them. thing hinges around where they get discovered by like this farm boy, mm. and they have to make a dilemma. They have, they have this dilemma where they either, you know, let this kid go, or kill him. potentially reveals exactly where they are, um, and you know puts them at risk and their mission at risk, versus either yeah killing him or keeping him tied up i'm not sure maybe one of those wasn't an option but anyway they uh i don't know if, if people care about spoilers but uh, yeah i was gonna um, say the yeah, spoiler yeah. alert yeah, <laughs> a bit too late <laughs> the uh they they choose to, to 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 cut him free and let him go because um i think yeah one of the soldiers is, a kid. He's, a, he's a christian as well so he's like i um, can't like yeah, so I can't do this. Deed, so. Yeah, good deed, deed exactly. You have to be the hero. Yeah, but anyway, would all... that happen in real life though? Like, because this is a movie, right? Everything I mean, has to go right in the movie. Based well, it's based on a true story, story so yeah. I'm assuming that this this specific interaction probably mm. happened. And I mean, it makes sense as to why they were kind of caught and all the yeah. rest of it. Um, but it's your kind of classic, I don't know, philosophical philosophical dilemma. Yeah. Um, you know, it's like kind that of trolley problem. The trolley, where, I was gonna say. Where you you know decide between. Yeah, it's one of those impossible there's, decisions. There's no right or wrong answer. It's, it's right? a tricky one because, especially, I think, because in there they were given kind of three choices, which was let them go, tie them up, yeah. and just whatever happens, happens. Right. Or, you know, just, just kill them there. And then, yeah, that, that begins kind of the problem of, yeah, do you just let them go, or do you kind of take the responsibility yourself, or do you let that responsibility be on nature? Right, and you just kind of step back and say, you know what? Yeah, we didn't do it ourselves. We had a part, but we didn't actually. Because you know, with that trolley problems, mm-hmm. it's kind of the same thing. Of do you actively make the choice to, you know, swap Switch. from one train track to the other, or do you just say, okay, well, the train is just going to go? Surely, surely they could have just tied them up, do the mission, and then come back and free him. Just be like, yo, you're free. Do whatever you want. Yeah, possibly, know. but you never know how long it takes. What happens if they, you know, they get chased up on the other side of a mountain and mm. you know they can't find them again? You have, or... to, you, have, you have to have someone like keeping an eye on this on this kid as exactly. well. Exactly, and then yeah, it just, I feel like it just causes so many other problems. And obviously, it's a movie, so there's probably so many other things that happen, especially yeah. at the same time, mm. that we didn't, you know, get to witness. Yeah. Um, right. It poses some very interesting questions, and I was like, "Damn, what would I do? What would I do in this situation?" I'm like, what... "Good thing I'm not in the military." <laughs> what would you do in the trolley problem, though? Oh. It was just to explain the trolley problem. Um, it's basically for those who who haven't heard. It's basically there's a trolley or a train um, on a track, and you have a, a is it lever or lever? Either one. Uh, one of them. The lever. same thing. Lever. You have I a lever, lever to pull, and if you do that, it will it will change its course and go onto a different track. Now on the first track, it has well, it can kill. I think it was five people or a certain number of people, like a hundred people or five people, something like that. And if you if you pull the lever and you switch, it kills one person. Um, so what would you do in that situation? Would you pull the lever and actively kill one person, or would you let nature or let whatever is going on happen and kill those five hundred, whatever? Like, but basically more than one. Mm. Um, yeah. What would you guys do? <sighs> Oh, dude, you're putting us in a, on the spot here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just... In a this, hypothetical to, yeah, scenario. Yeah, exactly. This is obviously, all of this is hypothetical. In a hypothetical scenario. Um, I, I, I would say, I would like to believe that... There's no right or wrong answer. There's not. Um, there's literally not. Know, the good old adage, you know, needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few. But still, <laughs> I, I, I don't know. It's, it's one of the things I think about and I go... It's tricky because, yeah, as I said before, once you, once you pull that, you made an active choice exactly. to go and kill that one person as opposed to kind of letting it stay on course and, you know, possibly kill four or five. 
Because um, if uh, if you're yeah. a numbers guy, if you're a numbers person in in general, you'll be like, look, I saved five. I, the way I think of it, I yeah. I saved five instead of killing one. Yeah. Right. Or I saved. Uh, there's now. Yeah, I saved five instead of killing one. Um, but then morally, you kind of have to carry that weight of you actively engaged on killing that one person. So, do you guys have any opinions, any preferences? Oh, or let's just go with there? one. I'm, you know, because I, 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 I know what I would do. But I, I, I think, know. I think in a real life scenario, I probably at that moment in time would panic, hesitate. And it would just go straight over the four or five. Yeah. <laughs> Realistically, I don't think I'd be able to consciously make a choice. You know, exactly. It's not something I'm prepped for. It's not something I've done before. It's you know never been in those kind of situations, right? And so I think realistically, if I was in this situation, then it, I I wouldn't be able to act most likely. Right. Um, but in a hypothetical scenario where I was being more logical, then yeah, I, I would probably pull the lever. Yeah. Um, but then when you take you know when you do take the morals and ethics and everything else into consideration. That becomes an, a very difficult kind of dilemma. Um, There's a difference for me as well, though, because like, am I, like, yeah, I completely agree with you. I completely agree with you. Um, and I, th- I think most people, in fact, would actually panic in that moment and just not know, not know what to do. If you had the time, then obviously, then in my mind, it just makes more sense to pull the lever as well, right? Mm-hmm. Like logically speaking, or if you think of it and as a, as a numbers game, then you would pull the lever. But then also like. I think one factor that does influence is, for influence this is, are you looking at the people? Oh, that's even worse. Because like, if you, if you can't see them, then it's it's easy. Well, not, it, well, in, quote unquote, easier to kind of pull the lever because it's just like I'm not, I, I'm not. There's no connection, mm-hmm. you know, between us. But if I'm looking at what's mm-hmm. going on, yeah. Then there's like, oh, I can, I can literally see this person yeah, getting. You're, you're building, you're building an emotional, real, real. Yeah, exactly. Like there's, there's some form of connection. Like I know how this person looks like. Yeah. So it brings it, it, brings it back. I can't remember what the name of the psychological problem is, but it's like you know, say a burning, you know, say there's a burning building. Yeah. Right. And you have an opportunity to act, possibly to go inside, but you're in a crowd. And I can't remember what the specific name of this phenomena is, but typically when you're in a crowd, when you're in a, a crowd situation. As humans, we don't tend to act because we always assume that somebody else will. Right. And it's one of that thing of just, yeah, like it's kind of being frozen where if somebody theoretically were to say, hey, I'm going in or hey, you know, come with me. Like, I think that's where you, 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 you're kind of being thrown that responsibility action of, of being able to go in there. Um, but it's very similar to building that connection with someone. If you see, if you see them or if you know about them, then yeah. that becomes a very different problem. Of now. Exactly. Yeah, if you have an emotional connection. If you know them, if exactly. a family member, if one's a criminal, things start changing. But if they're blank sheets, that uh, becomes a very interesting one to kind 100%. of 100%. What about you, Vince? What do you think? Um, yeah, I think I was just thinking something then about the... Uh, the the mentality kind of thing with the same principle applies in kind of first aid training which is why they say you know you should give instructions to people around you to get them to engage with the situation that's unfolding basically like you know you instruct someone to call an ambulance or you say you know this person do this or this person you know stop the traffic or whatever scenario you're in um well how does that how is that uh, related to... Because it kind of, like, instead this. of having that crowd mentality where they have, you know, um, people, you know, the bystander effect or some kind of um, people not engaging yeah, or people not, like, oh. um, 
just just kind of carry on walking past you know to actually uh you know treat the injured person the the way to or yeah the the, the training is always just to instruct someone else to to phone an ambulance or to to do something especially um yeah especially kind of bystanders because yeah you know if it's just you then then obviously you're not going to get a lot done just on your own so um but yeah, there's there's all these all these psych, psych, psychologies and and things that play in these kind of scenarios. So, um, so would you pull the lever or not? <laughs> so, <laughs> I I don't know. I think it's uh, I'd rather be able to make a decision than not make a decision. I think. Okay. Um, I'd like to think that I think I would uh, hopefully have the mental capacity to. Uh, in that moment to, to make a decision even if that decision is to do nothing right. potentially um, but yeah, I, I do think I do think making a decision is, is better than making no decision mm-hmm. um, under the circumstances um, so that doesn't really answer your question that was very no it doesn't that was very, uh... <laughs> it brings a really interesting point of kind of putting yourself in a very weird interesting hypo, you know hypothetical problem yeah but it's always interesting because I, I think about it um, of, I guess you never really know how you're going to act in a situation until you're there. And it brings me to another movie that I watched actually today, um, which was 127 Hours. Then, if you've heard mm. the story, I've heard of the movie. Uh, I haven't I've seen, seen the. Seen yeah. Basically, guy gets stuck in a canyon and um, oh yes, yeah, boulder yeah, yeah. falls in his arm, and uh, he basically has to make a whole bunch of decisions when he's down there on whether he wants to live or die. And it brings me to situations even I've been in my life where I've been like, okay, I've been in a situation that I was like, oh. This is a bit of an interesting situation. And had I, had I, you know, previously, you know, before that situation, I'd never experienced it. I would always think, you know, oh damn, what, what would I do if I was in a situation? And then you're there. And sometimes I think it's quite surprising um, the results you kind of you, you end up with, uh, just because, especially when you have things like adrenaline, yeah. and everything that's there. You you just you, you just end up having to make quick, just quick, quick decisions. Survival yeah, exactly. Mode, so, Especially if it affects if it affects yourself. Oh, 100 percent. Dude, you watch some intense movies, honestly. <laughs> oh, dude, no, dude, seriously, because I was like, I, I, I'm trying to find my niche, and especially I'm trying to get Netflix to recommend me like the really good movies, because sometimes so you're prompting a, it. There's just a whole bunch of nonsense on there, and so I was like, I think it was yeah when I had my you know a little bit longer holiday, uh, I was like, okay, well I've got two days free. What am I gonna do? And I was like, okay, well, there's a lot of Oscar-nominated movies that I haven't watched. Mm. I need to watch them. Okay. And I was like, okay, well, you know what? What genre should we do? Let's do crime. Let's do war <laughs> movies. Let's do some, some of the other random ones. Because I love a suspense. I love a thriller. Dude, I'm all over thriller. That's why them. I say what you watch is intense. Like, I'm just happy Dude. with like your classic crime, political oh, thriller, whatever, murder <laughs> mystery, whatever. I'm happy, but running through them, yeah. and it's just like I want something because I think whether it's video games whether it's movies whether it's songs i you know when you watch something or you or you listen to something and it makes you just feel some type of emotion whether it's yeah. happiness sadness or whatever i think those are super like fun to be around and yeah. so just whenever i watch a movie i want like the movie to bring me a lot of experience like i want to be there and be like oh make you, know, you feel things exactly like mm-hmm. you know you watch gravity and you're just there you're like you're in the moment you feel like yeah. you're in space with sandra bullock flying around kind of holding your breath yeah, you know what i mean like, and that's, i've not seen that movie actually watch it it's it's imagine, very yeah. very good short movies like 90 minutes long very 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 good movie visual okay. effects and stuff it was 2013 and that's what i mean just that suspense be, you, you feel like you're in there i mean i'm holding my breath and i've got nothing <laughs> to do with being yeah. in space right yeah that is one of the scariest things about being in space though like just That'd be my void, fear. just being in the oh, void, man. nothingness, and yeah, I don't it, know, just being if just, you just at the mercy of the universe, and 
it, well, if, physics is... if you drift away and <laughs> there's no way to get you uh, and like and you don't have like any way to kind of no any if you, uh, if you pop off the cord or anything connecting you you're done that's it yeah. yeah eventually at some point you're hit into something you might come crashing down back to earth if you're yeah. going slow enough but yeah that's it unless if they you're... come pick you up but then otherwise you're just you're just uh, gone yeah that's it you've got no because you know normally on earth we've got gravity to pull us back down yeah. over there once you're far enough it's just it's just too weak and so once you get pushed off if you're gonna to propel you backwards yeah <laughs> and that's what that literally you know when i'm watching the movie i'm like oh this would be my biggest just getting flung off i'd never be in a situation <laughs> but let's say we all go to mars at some point whatever and it's just you know catastrophe Imagine just being flung off somewhere and you're just drifting around. Literally. Yeah. A spacesuit breaks and then you're in the vacuum of space. I'm like, oh, man. It's a very scary photo. The, of... the way I, f- I found out about this phenomenon of, you know, once you, like, you can keep going forever in, mm. in space was, I think it was someone in school just said this and it just stuck in my mind. The stupidest thing. But um, we were in class and I think one of the students raised his hand and we were learning about this, sub- this, this topic, by the way. And one of the students raised his hand and he was like, sir, so if you fart in space, do you go on forward forever? <laughs> forever and ever. And, I was, and, and he was like, yes. Very, very slowly. Yes, you do. Very, very, very slowly, but you go for, you carry on your, your same trajectory forever. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, uh, I guess once, yeah, once you're, once you're out of the orbit of any system. Yeah, exactly. You know, if you're within, you know, if you if you fart and you're within kind of Earth's orbit, then you just you'll mm. fart and just move around. You'll just orbit the Earth. <laughs> yeah, you'll just orbit the Earth. Wherever. You know, that, that, that's it. But no, if you, if you were just in the void of space, then yeah, you just, you but just yeah, fart and get, fly off, man. That's it. Yeah, but it's scary, though. You're absolutely mm. right. And if you if we go to... I saw um, a, another one of these reels of okay. um, on, on, I think it was uh, YouTube shows or something like that. And it was like, Elon Musk said... Uh, or one of the people who work for Elon Musk said that Elon Musk wants to die in Mars. Like he mm-hmm. wants to go there and uh, live his the rest of his life, whatever life is remaining of uh, over there, and just be one of the first people to to die over there. Um, he just doesn't doesn't want to die on on the way there, like <laughs> on the crash. That's very fair. <laughs> I'm like fair enough, fair enough. Does anybody know how long the um, voyage was it? Was it six? No, six months. You say? Mm, watch the Martian. Oh, I I yeah. I was literally thinking about that right as we. Talked, I was like, very interesting. You know, assuming we can make it habitable. That's uh, a great film. little potato yeah. farmer over there <laughs> <laughs> going on. But yeah, that's a Matt Damon just specialty. But yeah, it'd be an interesting consideration. You think? I mean, if he wants to die, Marth, he's what fifty years old around he by is. there, right? Actually, um, let's fact check, check if, this. If he, if he, you know, thirty more years, forty more years, you know, I guess we'd be we'd be in our sixties. If that's his possibility, then mm. it'd be very interesting to be in that situation where imagine fifty years from now, mm. you're just on another planet. Well, we've been sending <laughs> rovers there for decades, so it's like the moon. It's a matter of time, right? Like before someone eventually ends up there so yeah whether it's 51 by the way 51 51 51 Hmm. i thought he'd be mid 50s but yeah he's very very young do you think he'll uh, i'm not sure if he'll make it in his lifetime though like depends if the stress of running twitter kills him (laughs) (laughs) i mean how or the other companies he runs you know he's running twitter you know tesla spacex the boring um, company Neuralink. um, he's starting was, an AI company. Now. He's starting an AI Sometimes company. Sometimes I complain and I go, I've got, team, I'm, yeah. I've, got not, I've got enough time. <laughs> yeah. And I think, okay, well, these guys are running five companies. Yeah, and it's not like he's running, like, you know, five, like, small companies, simple big. companies. Yeah, they're big, they're huge. I mean, two, 
well, one of them was listed on the stock exchange. The other one is listed yeah. on the stock exchange. I think, I think SpaceX is, is not listed, right? No, it's a private company. It's private. But Tesla, like, by market cap, is the biggest car company. Yeah. And I'm like, what? And then you've got Twitter, which is made private again, but that's come with a lot of baggage, right? right? And so he's trying to change that, but that's that's And they're all like big, deals. big, big companies. I don't, I don't know. know. I mean, he, all he does is work, 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 work. Yeah, literally. Um, literally. But I think he does have a very, very good team. Like he, oh, yeah. He just, he just comes in, at least this is what I understand, um, he comes in, he helps out, obviously, with uh, ideas and does does some work. But the majority of the day-to-day stuff is run by people who he puts in charge over there. Because there's no way he has time to do all of this. Like, he probably comes yeah. in when they have, like, a serious, like, a big problem. And he has to make, like, an, an executive decision. Oh, did you even see? Um, sort of recently, he put uh, Twitter's, I can't remember if it was the search, it wasn't the search algorithm, recommendation algorithm, open sourced it. Mm. Mm. That was really I saw weird. that, yeah. I just popped it up and I was like, oh, let me have a look at the GitHub. And I was like, <laughs> wow, the amount of forks that were on there. It's, it's, <laughs> I think it's a good idea, actually. It's, it's quite interesting. It's good for transparency. Do, do you think any other company would actually possibly do that? Would open that up and kind of... I don't think so. Yeah. I think it's a very Elon Musk thing yeah, to do. Yeah, definitely uh, <laughs> a very Elon Musk thing. I don't see Facebook, Google, any of these oh, putting... I mean, a lot of these are what, like trade secrets probably that have yeah. been, oh, yeah. you know, worked on for much of the company's existence so mm. probably a lot of their success to success to it same as you know tiktok and all of these mm. you know social media companies that have an algorithm just this black box sitting somewhere in the company yeah um, I think yeah the, the youtube shorts algorithm oh, is dude. impressive it's I, so I mean, good it might be like i I'm, there might be like three likes i give to a certain kind of group and it's just like have some more of this, have some more of this, have some more of this. And then I'm just stuck in a loop. But I dislike that. Exactly. So you get stuck. So why not? But then you once know, I, I, did, like, I like once a bit I of variety, you know? True. But, but it does have variety, it, though. Once I dislike it, it kind of, it, it removes uh, it away and it's like, all right, well, okay. here's another one. But it does, it does have variety, though. I think, like, even if you get stuck in a loop, every now and then you get something yeah, completely new. But I don't want to get stuck in a loop. That's, I, like, I, um, I do agree with that. I don't want to see the same, I don't know, cat running away from a cucumber. man. <laughs> Instagram's different though. I feel like Instagram... Suits videos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On, like on, the show. On, yeah, on YouTube shows. Like I'll, I'll click on one and it'll be like Harvey doing something, and I'm like, oh yeah. <laughs> and then it'll go to and then it'll go to another thing of Mike Ross, and I'm like, oh well, I'll just keep watching these. Then. Save, save, but I, save. But save. I do agree with that of when it does become repetitive, kind of again and again. Because Instagram's very different mm. with the reels in which it just shows you so many random ones. Yeah. yeah. And every so often, I'll hit like a really good running streak of just like hilarious videos. And I'm just like, this is what reels are supposed to be. And then the next day, it's just a bunch of absolute <laughs> shite. For me, it's never a streak. It's always like, well, the Instagram reels think I, I like parrots for some reason. So I just get reels <laughs> of like people's pet parrots. Um, and then every once in a while, they'll get one funny one. I mean, I talk about this like I spend all my time on it. But it's like, <laughs> that's good. That's, yeah. Oh, goodness gracious. The amount of time is spent. Good thing I don't have TikTok or anything That's else, the thing, right? That's why I kind of removed instagram i still have an account okay. and all but i don't have the application on my phone because i used to spend like an insane amount of hours mm. on on it but then i mean now i'm just doing the same thing on youtube shorts that's a, that's a, yeah. that's a that's a different issue that's a different issue my addiction is IntelliJ these days but that's so addictive God, good for you man. <laughs> as you're learning and growing but to be honest it's actually it's a very funny thing because now YouTube, all it does is recommend me fire shit videos. Sign up watching, do you, do you know uh, the uh, YouTube channel? 
No. Fireship. It's just a guy, just a programmer. Okay. And he does typical, like, you know, Java in 100 seconds, C++ in 100 mm. seconds, goes through, you know, AWS, goes through. So he has tutorials and stuff as well, but he goes through, like, the, the paradigms and kind of the mm. concepts cool. of very many different languages. But in 100 seconds. Yeah, yeah. It's like two minutes, a little bit longer. But, <laughs> but it's, it's, he does that sure. a lot. And he's just, it's just nice and quick. Mm. And there's loads of videos about, you know, AI and other things. And then he has, he has more in-depth videos as well. But um, then, for example, from there, YouTube will recommend me, like, for example, on the way here, I was listening to uh, Lex Friedman. I don't know if you know Lex Friedman. Yeah, so, yeah, a podcast Friedman, with, you know, Max Tegmark. And I, I like that because at least then I'm kind of learning and growing. So I don't, I don't listen to music so much anymore when I come yeah, yeah, podcasts. Mostly, me, mostly me too. podcasts. Mm, same. When I'm Friedman. cooking, cleaning as well, it's all it's just podcasts in the background. Yeah. yeah. But on, on that, actually, you were mentioning the programming, mm-hmm. and that just reminded me. I've seen how, I don't know if you guys have seen it, um, that ChatGPT and GPT-4, they are becoming, or they are, insane tools that yeah, programmers I use. I on LinkedIn, there's something called like AutoGPT. Or, auto, like, yeah, AutoGPT. It, it was writing code, then it would debug it and test it on another terminal literally look at this and it would write a new iteration of the same thing or look at have, this have you, have you used it personally have you used chat look at what have look at what i was listening to i don't know if you guys know the podcast all in podcast no, I don't know. it's uh basically four venture capitalists or private equity people um investors and the it, the, the latest episode is about auto gpt's massive potential and risk interesting See, it, bring, it brings up an interesting so so actually i used it um for the project I was working on, I was just like, you know, well, I can't copy anything, obviously sensitive and stuff into there, but I was like, okay, well, I've got this problem and Stack Overflow's not doing it for me. I can't, I'm trying to figure it out. And I was like, you know what? Let me just try ChatGPT. And it popped up when I just typed in the problem. I was like, okay, well, what if you were to, you know, have a JSON object and do this, 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 and this, and delete these objects and do all this? How would you write a function that does it efficiently? And I was like, okay, well, you do it in this way. And even though it was technically some parts were incorrect, it was great because you could look at it and be like, understanding the idea mm, there's behind a base it. now yeah and so now i was just able to take it and be like okay well then i can take that and i can implement it in maybe in this way and i was like this is actually mm. as for in my personal use i think this as as a as an assistant right as as, as a friend that i can go yeah. hey how would you go about doing this i think that was really interesting um and for my personal use i could definitely see it for that I guess, you know, as a, as, a, as a software developer, that's probably my own use case. I think a lot of other people ask them, you know, random other mm-hmm. questions. But that was very, very interesting. And, you know, I think some other people are, are, are I think it'd be very interesting to see where it goes with kind of chat GPT 5, 6. Um, and people like, was, was talking to Sam Altman about, about, about mm-hmm. the whole thing. Have you and, heard that podcast? Yeah, it's yeah, so yeah. good. That, and that was a very interesting point to talk to. It kind of, what will... Because even between 3.5, right, ChatGPT and 4, it wasn't that long no. between the release date, mm. which is, especially if you think about, I mean, I don't know, I think they're using Azure for their, um, yeah. uh, their training. Yeah, I mean, for their cloud if, you, provider, if, you, yeah. if you could train it in a couple months or a couple weeks or whatever else well, is the case, I mean, you just yeah. think about how quickly. But think about, so out. my issue with ChatGPT is that they've kind of, they're using their users as guinea pigs. They're using mm. user data as their training data yeah. right so there's probably a reason why they've been able to iterate so quickly yeah. is because they've you know it's gone viral a good proportion of the internet using population yeah. has in at fact, least I... tried it and they have all of this training data now to you know refine their models and the models are only going to keep iterating faster and faster and faster so in fact i discovered chat gpt because of you 
Remember? It was it me? Yeah, we, really? you and me were in, in the office. Uh, yeah. yeah. That was a while back now, yeah. That was a while back, yeah. No, I, I, yeah, I... You, you told me about this new, new chapter GPT and we were trying it on, online together. Yeah, it's very cool. I, I tried to, so I used it for a tutorial. I asked it because I was, um, wanting to learn ASP.NET Core, which is a bit like Java Spring Boot, uh, as a programming language. And I asked it just to kind of give me a tutorial, a basic tutorial of how to maybe build a web page or an API. Mm. And it did that. And I think... You know, it was. I was able to follow it. It wasn't perfect, but I was able to kind of follow the steps it gave me pretty logically. Um, but I felt like being able to, you know, have the follow-up questions to say, "Oh, well, you said this. What? What is this? Yeah. Where do I find this? How do I do this?" Like in, you know, in step four, you said this. How do I do that? You can literally you know? change. Yeah, you can ask and it the to follow change up, itself. The contextual That's... knowledge is, yeah. is impressive. And what you can do now as well is, I've seen in GPT four, you can literally copy paste the error that you get mm. in the in in, yeah. in the um, in the terminal. Any any errors that you get, you just copy paste it, yeah. and it will say, "Oh, but uh, I missed this. Sorry," mm. and then it fixes it for yeah. you. And I'm just like. Oh, yeah. To be fair, I did that with Google. Though. I'd like paste my error. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. So but, but then in Google, so. you have to go looking for the answer. Yeah, but nine times out of ten, it's within the top two, right? So, exactly. Yeah. Everybody, that, but that, I think that's always been, and it, 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 I think one of the things that I've learned over the past couple of years, kind of developing software, which is really interesting, is one of the biggest skill sets, I guess, as a, as a developer, is knowing how to ask the right question yeah, to Google. For sure. Because if you can write it in the right way, you can probably find a Stack Overflow mm. answer with it. Yeah. And if you can't, probably ask the question yourself. Yeah. But that's one of the hardest parts is how do I kind of figure out how to word it mm. that somebody else has worded it in a similar way that I can find the answer for it. And that was the good thing with ChatGPT was I was like, I I didn't know how to word it because it was just like yeah. a big prompt. It was such a big thing. And I was just like, and also I think sometimes Stack Overflow, it can be so convoluted mm. and they can give pretty pretty good answers but i i, I guess it's, it's more, too much more for what a, yeah for what maybe it's more of a novice side of things you know, yeah. 10 plus years of experience it's like okay well this already i need to debug what, what this answer is in the first place and that's where i found that actually was. You know, and sometimes it's just old answers right because mm. uh, like these uh, packages and all that they keep on updating so maybe yeah. something is worked before but mm. it doesn't work now but you know no one's well it's rare that you're the first person to encounter that one particular problem so for, yeah for my purposes the, the internet and google still works perfectly well i think i i have stopped using chat gpt just because i'm i don't know i i'm ethically not do don't really consent to my inputs being used for their for <laughs> yeah. their training model purposes and there's a lot of stuff about you know disinformation as well to do with chat gpt where you know i think uh, like an australian politician had um chat gpt was literally giving false uh you know false information and, and like just false facts about this australian politician and, and smearing well, it, this yeah it has this a, it australian has many, guy so many issues it's still that. incredibly flawed and i think mm. but you, know, you can't halt use... the development of it you know the genie's out of the bottle now you know that so it, there's no kind of going back but i think you know the, i think this this one of the saddest things about the layoffs from a lot of these tech companies is that it's a lot of the ethics teams that have been you know been part of the people being laid off you know it's it's 
you know, it's AI ethics teams, it's, yeah. it's, it's it social was... media ethics people that are that yeah, are that bearing think... the brunt of the layoffs. So. I think it was OpenAI that fired its entire ethics team or oh, most really? most of its yeah. ethics team a while back, and then they started releasing. Yeah, uh, and it's products. it is concerning, and I think you know, like you need you need some not like naysayers, but you need some kind of <laughs> skepticism it's the whole thing around with like having you know constructive skepticism and be able to think critically about what you're what you're making that but, that, so, that is so, lacking a lot i think so the, the well do you think then um it was good that they released ChatGPT so so soon and have users tested, or should they have waited and tested it? Because Google was going that route. Google was going like, okay, we have this. It's mm. somewhat developed, but we are scared of releasing it because yeah. it might damage our reputation and all that. But I, I, I think Google and, and, and OpenAI had very different problems to deal with, right? Because a reputation hit on, on OpenAI is nowhere yeah. near the same thing of yeah. Google. I mean, if you think about exactly, the companies... Yeah. When you say to search something, you go, oh, Google it, right? Yeah. It, it's, it's such a big, I mean, the advertising revenue, I think it's like 80% something like that. It's, it's their reputation. If something goes really yeah. wrong, and it, and it did when I think they released uh, on, a, on a keynote Bard. Yeah. Something went wrong and their stock price just dropped. Yeah. Imagine that. It, it's, you know, yeah, they're over one trillion, yeah. uh, you know, company. Something goes wrong there. It's a big problem where I think, whereas I think, for example, a company like OpenAI, when you have a much smaller one, you can, they were able to take those risks yeah. and until they're at the point where they're a very, 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 very big company, um, they can kind of continually to take those risks. They can, they can iterate faster, mm. which I think is the at, at the advantage of OpenAI. Oh, for sure. For sure. I think the moment was always going to come. I just think, yeah, I don't, I, you know, we're not going to be able to say if it was good that they did it now oh, no. as opposed to five years but or like... 10 years time. I think, you know, this moment was always going to come. I just, yeah, I do think there needs to be a lot of oversight and scrutiny and there are people out there doing that but then equally do we need need some internal there needs to be some internal accountability like you know we've seen what you know the issues that social media has had and we're kind of quite quite astute and quite aware to the 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 issues that that you know facebook and and that have have, but to be fair to be fair like the facebook problem it's impossible to satisfy all audiences. Like, there's no way you're going to have everyone happy, everyone being happy with, with the product. There's always going to be some issue um, with it. Like, yeah, you can't but I mean censor more about everything. Like, you know, you things like the social impact. So things like, you know, teenage mental health. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, mental health in young people is 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 basically at rock bottom and there's been a lot of research and a lot of things kind of pointing to social media and and you know the internet and phones as being a massive part of you know part of that problem and so you know and that's taken you know facebook's been around since what 2004 mainstream since 2010 give or take yeah and you know if it takes 13 years to kind of finally actually think hey there's something has gone maybe a bit wrong with this whole social media experiment the you know the effects of, of ai are only going to come a lot faster than 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 social media did and yeah it's people yeah we just need to keep up basically and that goes for you know regulation that goes for lawmaking that goes for 
accountability for sure internally yeah. and externally and as well got, you know elon musk and them lot trying to put uh, the six month uh, but yeah but you can't do but, that now but, that's that's yeah, that it's horse too late bolted, for that. you know you can't and plus, yeah. he, he can't go around and then now start his own company in mm. ai or of course something you wanted like six it. months you wanted a six month head start you want a head yeah. start exactly um, um and but the, yeah you're absolutely right the genie's out it's outside the, the genie's out of the bottle like, you know you now can't, you can't yeah, you can't row back a ban. it's you know it's like well, everything there's always like a, a threshold moment and and i think that moment has come. It's already passed i mean considering it's maybe, probably, maybe i feel like it's, it's still even yeah. at the early stages well, well what they could what they could do is if open ai kind of don't have uh chat gpt as like an like an open free product um, and they say, right, this is not going to be available. Even if you pay for it, it's not going to be available. Um, I mean, there's no other, apart from BART, which doesn't really work that well. Mm. Is there any other kind of large language model that... To be honest, I don't know. That's pretty much not it. So in theory, if you think about it, maybe you could put, you could contain it, but at some point it's going to come out. Like mm. Microsoft is going to be like, yo, why, why would we do that like we want people using chat gpt there's yeah. no way you can control i mean everyone that. wants the, and, know, the and people want to use so, it so yeah because yeah. at I, some point I, it's going to come out all things considered if if it's going to grow as an exponential i feel like we're still pretty early on yeah where you can still possibly contain it whereas you know three four five years on the line that's when whew, it goes all the way through the roof and we're like ah well well yeah if, we done that five years ago yeah well if you want to contain it you have to ask you, you have to act sooner rather than later yeah. right and if you act well, now maybe you could contain it but i don't think it's going to be it's, it's going to be that effective though like i think that's the point that vince and i were trying yeah. to make like yeah. i mean the italian government tried to <laughs> block it and then there was pizza gpt pizza gpt yeah yeah exactly it, it's just one of those things of just when you yeah when you block access and people want it even more mm. yeah uh, but, but it, it makes like it, it makes people so much more, or well, it makes workers so much more productive. Like at least um, consultants and developers and uh, all, all, you know, the people who are working in those sort of areas, it just makes them so much, so much more productive. And mm-hmm. you just do stuff so much more quickly, right? Yeah. I mean, it, it is a tool. It can, like, yeah, it's yeah. A tool. It, it can make you more productive if you know how to use it correctly. Um, but I still think, yeah, it's one of those things of virality yeah. that it's grown way out of, and this is one of the things, especially with media headlines and whatnot of, oh, you know, your job is going to be gone and stuff, whatever, it's yeah. going to exist here. And I'm like, that's still a bit ways too... from that. Yeah, we're, mean, there's, we're, there's, there's we're... so much development, so many things that need to be fixed. Uh, before you even get to those positions. Dude, I just want a robot that takes dishes out of the dishwasher for me. I wash everything by hand. <laughs> something that does the hoovering, you know, something that does all the housework. Well, know, for that's... the hoovering, you have that disc thingy. What's yeah, it yeah, called? One, um, yeah. The Roomba. The ro- robo, yeah, yeah, yeah. home robo yeah, thingy. The Roomba just goes yeah, around. Cool. Roomba, yeah. exactly. Well, I, to be fair, as household chores go, I don't mind hoovering. But yeah, things like, yeah, washing up. Drying your clothes. Um, ironing. Ironing. Oh, ironing, yeah, that's the one. You know. Well, to be honest, it's one of those things that if you've got the money to spend, you can yeah. spend it. You know, just give all the yeah. clothes to you know, dry cleaners and they do it all That's themselves. true. They'll literally come to your yeah. door and pick yeah. it up. Oh, yeah, and, and I had that drop it off. Actually, for, the, for my, my super prom, I was like, oh, yeah, well, just dry clean it. Yeah. Pick it up, do all that. But the jobs thing is an interesting one. Like, I think I heard an interesting thing, which was that no one has an issue about jobs being automated until it's like... Your white collar jobs that are, mm. like are under threat, you know. Yeah. People were fine with you know robots taking over, 
working class jobs in car factories in I don't know any kind of manual labor job farming anything like that and then as soon as it starts to kind of creep up on you know the lawyers um, or the the developers or you know the 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 demographic those those kind of demographics if that yeah. makes sense then was well, it the white collar jobs is it white collar is it yeah, i think that's white collar right or is it blue? Oh, i think white collar is the like the high end jobs and blue collar is like the repetitive jobs that they yeah, do yeah well factory. But yeah, yeah but that's what i think that's what you mean. Yeah, that's, the, yeah, that's the white collar jobs like, yeah yeah but, but even then the, I, you know the high status jobs that like that are traditionally associated with maybe prestige or like mm-hmm. That's what people are starting Status. like. Yeah. Uh, ooh, let's, yeah, let's, that's when people aren't so sure. And there's 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 that inherent hypocrisy yeah. there. So I think even then it's an interesting one of people forget it's not necessarily a hundred percent automation. It might be thirty five. It mm. might be forty. It might be fifty. That's a good 60, point. Right. It might just be parts of the job that are automated. Mm. You know, if you're in manufacturing, for example, a lot of things are automated. Right. Machines. You've got a lot of machines that are you know uh, welding pieces, putting the cars together, for example. Uh, making specific bolts, etc. So a lot of the, a lot of stuff is already automated. You know, some more stuff might be automated. Mm-hmm. Doesn't necessarily mean that you know within the next five years everything is going to be because that's a very difficult task if you have to make everything automated. Um, but yeah, it's finding that right balance, right? Mm-hmm. And even in DevOps, we try to automate stuff within our work. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it it is at the end of the day finding that right balance of of kind of automation. Kind for of, sure, for kind sure. Of but I think it's gonna. I do think it's gonna make. It's gonna have a big impact on jobs like I oh, yeah. or white collar jobs it's, it's going to be very very significant because let's think about it like if you are like say you are uh, if you're working on slides you know if you're a consultant or investment banker investment mm-hmm. banker they work on like what 120 pack slides or something like that you could literally just go in and if you have to like do some repetitive like go in and check for I don't know alignment and spelling mistakes and make sure it looks nice or anything like that just literally tell the the ai to do it for you or say look here's the information build a slide pack for me oh, it would it would literally do it for you like it's not and then you can focus on the actual they, they, they're actually yourself. doing they're actually doing it right now i think they what's it called microsoft yeah. wants to integrate charge or gpt4 yeah. within its office products yeah. right excel powerpoint yeah. and all this it's just it's gonna happen like it's yeah. gonna happen so you don't need or if if you're to start if you do if you're a startup for example and you want to build i don't know if you want to build a, a social media application like before you needed like i think instagram started with like 13 people or something like that mm-hmm. now you probably need like two developers yeah, two good developers and, and chat gbt or gbt4 or whatever and that's it yeah. it just makes it, it does i mean because if you've ever done PowerPoints for long enough, the most tedious <laughs> thing on planet Earth is just the alignment. I hate that. Making sure things are aligned, so making annoying. sure the font's nice, making sure Dude, the coloring. You slide master. Just... That's your. No, no, no. I know, but even, <laughs> even, even exactly even that is the thing. Of of Microsoft, even before you know they, they had so many different gadgets and stuff, which would make things super nice with the alignments. You know, you got those little orange lines that come across and whatnot. Yeah. And thank goodness for that, because imagine trying to do that, you know, that 10 years ago, oh, that would have been absolute pain in the ass. But, but like, the, the thing is, now you still have to learn how to use PowerPoint. Mm. With this, you don't even have to learn how to use it. Like, you don't even know, you don't, you don't even need to know where the mm. button is. Just say, do it for me. You know how to speak English, so <laughs> do, yeah. just type it in. Do it for and me. You just need to proofread it. <laughs> yeah. And that kind of begs the question of, I guess, laziness in our gen- not our generation but i guess for future generations of what's going to be a necessity what's going to be 
something that needs to be learnt, right? Because at this Prompt point, engineering. Because because it, yeah, because at this point you'll be able to do everything through mm. AIs, whatever else is the case. And what should people learn? Because even even you know you're at school, right? You're learning mathematics, you're learning algebra, you're learning yeah. you know calculus, whatever. And you go, oh well, you know what? Why well, don't need to learn this now? Because I can go mm. on the internet and type it up. And oh, it's like it, at school, it, you know, no one told us we would have calculators in our pockets. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. But I think it's interesting because looking back, I'm still like, well, probably not. But I guess there's that aspect of learning how to problem solve and learning foundational stuff. And actually, I figured out when I was doing my dissertation that actually paying a bit more attention during, you know, for matrices and kind of linear algebra probably <laughs> helped me out a little bit more because I had to relearn it. But but that's the thing of yeah like which what needs to be learned like as as future kids are growing up what are the things that are going to be necessities for them is it going to be pushed towards prompt engineering is it's, it going to be a push towards i think so the same stuff that we're doing now and how do curriculums and everything else change kind of for that for to happen sure. and that I, it's not a question yeah. that i want to involve my i'm, I'm not you know, a policy maker i'm none of that but it's a very interesting question that i think is going to happen and, but i do think like i don't know if they're going to actually uh, make these changes even in education they might do now because it's actually like chat gpt is threatening the education system right with people just mm. copy pasting the essay question and then mm. it gives yeah. them the answer yeah. but like even with stuff like like this the world is changing so fast and there's so many other subjects that people need to know about and the education system hasn't included in their in the curriculum right yeah. like for example i i think it should be important for people to know about um what's this called <clears throat> financial well-being and how to manage your finances like and all that literacy. yeah yeah financial yeah. literacy that's the that, that's yeah. it um but they don't teach that you know mm. so even that's not being incorporated like, it's, it's going to be wild to learn it? comes in yeah. like you need Sorry? to know like this is where learning how to learn and how you learn and mm-hmm. how that's that kind of gives you the best tool set for the rest of your life in that no matter what you know, no matter how the world changes around you, if you have a reliable way that you know how you learn, that is, that kind of sets you up no matter what, you know, that's, that's, that's valid in, in, you know, for the rest of your life. So, you know, once, yeah, once you have learning how to learn nailed down, then, well, that, like, that's, then you can apply that to anything and then 100% agree, yeah. but then they should teach people mm. how to do that, right? But, or teach can, people can look these other different people. Maybe have you should motivate people at least, or motivate people, or teach them. Look, these are the different ways that people have done it in the past. Like the people have learned in these ways. Maybe mm-hmm. you are a person who learns visually, right? Mm-hmm. Teach people about that, like how to do how to do it. Maybe you're a person who le- learns by writing stuff down. Teach people how to do that and optimize that. But, and then you say, yeah. look, do whatever you want. Just. But then that's an interesting one, right? Of where you go, okay, find well, your... you're going to have these seven different learning methods. How do you apply that to each individual student? Kind of well, fi- classroom, find right? the one that works for you, right? If you're a person who learns visually, then yeah. use This is one of the things that frustrated me the most about university and, well, classes, I guess, was it was always just kind of, you know, learn the theory and then kind of practice. And quite often, learning the theory would be PowerPoint slides, as we kind of discussed, <laughs> or... <laughs> But that's like whiteboard. such, yeah, <laughs> whiteboard, chalkboard. You know, it's evolved from like, yeah, the chalkboard to the whiteboard to the like the slides, the, oh, the, not the slides, the, the, the format. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, the, yeah. What do they call it? The, the projector oh. thingy. No, 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 no. It's like when when there's a projector on the piece of paper. Well, yeah, okay. So that down. was pre that. That was that's the, oh, yeah, that the was overhead. <laughs> that's your that's like that. visualizer, maybe. Yeah. Um, and then it went to that. Uh, it was like a digital whiteboard essentially, oh, and those okay. were only around for maybe around. 
I don't know, not that long, a few five years or so. Now it's just kind of PowerPoint, and it's yeah. like honestly, what it just sucks just, the life out of any <laughs> subject. One hundred percent. And I think you know, I learned the most at university when I was on placement year mm. with a real company solving like real life problems, and then not only that, but you learn like how to manage workplace relationships. You learn how to like you pay tax the first time. You do all these things. You're kind of out in the real world, and you just that kind of throwing you in the deep end is 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 was the the best way to learn i found well, and then going back to university the year after going back to lectures going back to you know PowerPoint you must have found it so boring oh, dude just like it, it was crushing like <laughs> yeah. i've never been so uninspired and unmotivated i think ever but then, and see, then so you found the way that works for you right you found that being thrown in the deep end that's the way that I, well this is me saying yeah i think the whole education system needs a, a, a fresh look exactly and, and that requires a massive yeah. massive change but then i think which we are not doing which is which is tricky though because i say you know you know let's say vince has found his his learning method I'm um, not saying it's a learning method. This or, was me or, going out into the real world. Yeah, yeah. or the way that works for yeah. you. Because I'm, I'm, for example, very, I'm a very practical person. I like doing stuff. So was I. Stuff. And that's what I went to university to do. You know, yeah. I expected to go to uh, university to oh, I engineering as my, yeah. my undergrad. And, you know, I th- the, literally, I spent more times in a workshop. It was on the open days. It was on the open <laughs> days for the bloody universities. It wasn't when I got there. When yeah. I got there, I spent... I could count on one hand probably the number of days I spent in a workshop, you know, actually making something. And I thought, well, you know, I like making things. I like DT. I like woodworking. I like soldering and stuff. And, you know, I expected maybe more of the same, rightly or wrongly, to, you know, to have that kind of continue. And then turns out an engineering degree is just, you know, mechanics. And, (laughs) and, well, you know, I like mechanics as maths goes, but like, it's not hands-on There's enough. only so much. Exactly. It wasn't hands-on enough. And then that's why I'd switched to, to computer science and, and stuff. And yeah, I kind of found my, my calling in that niche of, of of engineering, which is now software engineering, just because that feedback was, loop and that... Was that hands-on enough, computer science? Because yeah, you were programming was, most of the time. I it was assume, lectures, right? but there was also it was like... very theoretical. It was uh, very theoretical oh, at points. But, like, but it was also hands-on at other points. You know, we mm-hmm. had like... Java courseworks, we had yeah. programming courseworks, and even I don't know, maybe this is very simple and very like appeals to my well, like you know inner you know sense of needing a dopamine rush or satisfaction, right. but even just clicking run on some code and seeing oh. an output of, <laughs> yeah. of what you've what you've written just there is was was enough. Like, geez, I didn't come anywhere close to that <laughs> at engineering, like that's yeah. for sure. Which, or but not until the end, anyway. That's what I love about, so. what I love about it, just that ability to go. You know, you can design something, build it, test it. You can kind of have all those, mm. you know, there's no physical embodiment of things yeah. that you have to play around with, yeah. you know, waiting for something to 3D print or whatever. And it's just quite nice. That you can just bring your little computer, yeah. you know, just type some stuff away, see if it works. And you can just do that all in the confines of kind of yeah. your own home, relax. Yeah. But it was like amazing balance of like creativity, kind of yeah. technology. 100%. You know, you're solving a problem. You're kind of applying your own knowledge, your own ideas, but also working with you know, it's not phys- it's physical in the sense that you're typing on a keyboard, but you do like the the tangible uh, element of it. You know, at school maybe that would have been you know stripping engines apart, but for this it was you know writing writing code like my own code. Right. You know, that I wrote from work. line one mm. and from from scratch was, and that was it. So yeah, I mean, it just 
to kind of wrap it up, I guess my think my 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 experience with 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 the whole education system. Looking back, I feel quite disenfranchised from it all, and right. I think I would have yeah quite a lot to say to um to, well to anyone considering engineering as in that form as a as a as a pathway for a degree. But or... uh, well, this this to be fair, I didn't do engineering. Um, I knew people who did engineering in Warwick. Um, and they had quite a few labs. I don't know what they were doing in the labs. But that's the thing. This is what I say when I, I mean I have a lot so, to say to people. Like I think. Also depends. I thought it was. I thought it was pretty hands on. Yeah, and the engineering that you do. I mean, if yeah. you're a chemical engineer, there's only, for example, so much that you could do as opposed to you know uh, an electrical engineer, right? Right. Mm. So it's very. It can be very different depending on 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 the engineering that you choose. Mm. Um, that's one thing because I think you did aerospace. I did. Yeah. Was, I mean, you know. Yeah, to be fair, I'm going to send you space. I'm not asking for that, right? Like a wind like, tunnel and other like, Yeah, yeah, to be fair. There's only so much you can do in that case. Yeah, I just yeah, I just thought there was a lot of hand-holding and what labs there were were mostly observational. Like, it wasn't me pressing the big red button. It was kind of, yeah, there was just a lot of hand-holding and there was a lot of, yeah. Like, I, yeah well, hand, to be yeah, fair, hand-holding does help, though, right? It does help, but then maybe handholding that removes you yeah. from the yeah maybe at the beginning. But then you know what if I want to have a go or what if yeah I don't know it doesn't it doesn't kind of invite you to kind of be curious about it. It mm. doesn't I think yeah just being it, you're removed even with the handholding part you're removed from the you know and that applies to any subject if it's chemistry it's you know if if someone's doing the lab for you as opposed to you know having each yeah kids set up you, with their own you're less likely to kind of experiment around yeah. and just try out things they say oh what does this yeah, button exactly. do or just to try out different things and if it goes wrong it goes wrong you know like you learn from exactly you learn and if someone's hand holding and it goes right first time you know nothing goes right first time but I, I think that's really, that's right? the important part and actually it brings me to the to the thought of cooking actually which is figuring out what works well works what doesn't work well right mm-hmm. and it's also that trial and mm-hmm. error just that repetitious activity yeah. Doing things again and again, right? You could watch, you know, a video about how to make, uh, you know, lasagna. Okay, sure. And it's like, okay, but it's only when you start asking the questions of, okay, well, why do they use this instead of that, and why do they mm. use this instead of that? And actually, when you play around with stuff yourself, you kind of you start to understand. Oh, okay, like this pairs well with this, and right. this works well with that. And when you do it long enough, just kind of playing around in the kitchen, you mm. you can you can then take that knowledge, that foundational knowledge, which, for example, I start gaining an understanding about food science and you could start being more creative with stuff and you mm-hmm. go, oh, okay, well, actually, you know, I want to pair this acidity with this sweetness. With this oh, I love to that. Yeah. And, and that's, it, I, I think it's the same it's thing. It's like with, with like wine and alcohol. Like why, like, why do they know this wine goes well exactly. with fish? Yeah. Why do they know this goes well with that? But you need to be able to play I'm not, with I'm stuff. I'm not a but it's... It, yeah, you need to be able to play with stuff and, and engineer and kind of figure things out yourself mm-hmm. because not only, if everything goes right, yeah, you'll learn something, but by everything, by things going wrong a lot, mm. that's where you'll learn the most. And kind of if you have those sure. things together, I think that's where some real growth and in, in, in knowledge comes from. 100% agree. And I think we are all on the same page over here. But I think before this, though, because you, you both were talking about like you want to try out, you want to try out different mm. things, right? Mm. So I think to want to try out different things, you have to have the motivation, right? Yeah. And some people mm. doing yeah. their degrees, they don't really motivate. They just want the degree to have the piece of paper and yeah. say, look, I've, I've, I've done this. That's it. So they don't yeah. mind the hand-holding. They don't mind the, the, the sure. lack of trying yeah. out different things. So all they want yeah. is a piece of paper. So I think that's, that's, what's, that's the biggest issue, I think. Well, like think people think... don't, are not just, are just not motivated enough. 
think of thing because we were talking about learning methods and stuff beforehand, right? Well, it, it'd be interesting space actually when you get to um, AI and metaverse kind of get put together. Because I just I just imagine you're in a virtual space, right? Mm. Where you can have, let's say, you know, you're a mechanical engineer and you're learning about kind of combustion cycles and whatnot, and you can now visualize, right? Literally, in yeah. Right? Mm. In this, or not even metaverse, but um, you know, uh, what's it called? Digital virtual reality, yeah. augmented reality. And you can see now an engine that's you know being exploded apart, and you can see the different parts, you know, the pistons, the counter, etc., and being put together and see how it runs. I think that'll offer a very interesting, yeah. very costly, but <laughs> 20, 20, 30 years down the line, it'd be very interesting. When I don't know if that would. Uh, well, I'm speaking from personal experience. <laughs> well, not personal experience, but I, for me, I, I don't know if that would cut it. It's like, I don't know. There's well, there's something there's something to be said for like having something in your hands. Stripping it apart to its most basic yeah. components, and I, I, yeah, I don't know. Having an exploded diagram in a virtual world, I don't know if that's. But even then, but, but, the but nothing's to say that you can't, you know, be, for example, on an Oculus. Yeah. yeah it, obviously, it's very different than having the real yeah. thing in your hands. But imagine you have an Oculus mm. there, and you're actually being able to play around with the pieces themselves. Yeah. Wouldn't offer the exact same experience, but it's a lot better than you yeah. know just pen and paper, and you mm. just looking at the Kano cycle, so it's just quite nice yeah, to be true. able to... Yeah, I grant you that. It would be a lot better than sitting <laughs> you know in a lecture yeah. to learning about the... Yeah. But then there's some things which you can which you can play around with, but some things you can't, right? Because mm. if it goes wrong, it might, you know, blow up or it might... Sure, there's a safety element, but I mean... Something like that. You know, I think most... Like if you mix the wrong chemicals, it's just like, oh shit, by the way, it's going to blow up in you three know, seconds. Growing up, I think most... <laughs> I don't know. You, you just enjoy like setting fire to stuff. Or oh yeah, for sure. Pyro, that's, you know, that's setting all off bangers we... or like just setting a light to some cardboard model as you made. You know, there's, <laughs> there's some fun in that, right? And and for that's sure. and that's and that's also where I think you know ChatGPT and 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 AI maybe threaten is you know just having fun for goodness sake or like just having enjoying the like the creative process of you know what are people who enjoy making the powerpoint slides and getting the alignment just right with the guidelines on their master yeah. slides and you know what a you know but then yeah. well you, you can still do that yeah. but and also the people who are interested in that are less than the people who are kind of mm. not interested I mean, but then surely that, there's, do that. there's some value in that like people who enjoy do it you can still do it. it. Probably do it well, but then yeah. they're under threat from this, you know, this AI, this all-powerful, all, all singing, all dancing thing that will just yeah. do it for you in a matter of seconds. Right. Oh. But then it's it's, it's because it makes you, it does something more effectively, and now the skill that you have is not as valuable in the market. This is all about economics, mm -hmm. right? If you the skill that you have is not valuable in the market, it's not. It's going to be yeah, automated so away, or it's going to yeah. be. Like what if you, you enjoy it? What if you're an artist and you enjoy things, and then this this Dali bot comes along and is yeah. making this all this art, you know, in fractions of a second? Yeah, I mean, using you know, all the rest of the, the human creative yeah. process is has has got us this far. And, well, um, you you can still do it. You can still yeah. like this Dali thing, sure. for example. You can still you can still draw and uh, yeah. make your own paintings or sure. or, or or all but that. Like, but 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 I think you know that's what people appreciate in a way. Mm -hmm. Like they know the human creative process. That got that and that. That's where the value of the art lies inherently sure. through the creative process that it's gone through. But then I think now, because of the introduction of Dali, then doesn't that make everyone happy? Because the people who want something quick and who don't really value the artist, I just want the 
I just want the thing done. Sure. They can go to Dali and the people who actually appreciate the human touch and the human yeah. aspect of it can now buy your painting or whatever, mm. whatever it is, right? Yeah. There's probably, yeah. There's not a place, you know, it's not mutually exclusive. There's definitely yeah. a place for, for, both. For, for both, for sure. But it's like, this isn't, you know, it's the same with authors. I think publishing houses have now been like inundated with, you know, people wanting, you know, with these, with these drafts of, of books or... Yeah scripts of plays you know that have just been written by Jaji written <laughs> by well or at least partially written um by by chat gpt and it's yeah Dude, it's there's, there's something to be said for the the the, the creative process it can literally write well. plays for you and yeah. books and movies yeah, it's oh, crazy so and it's i think and that and that brings an interesting point because you look at something like driving mm. Right, and you've got you know Tesla and Waymo and all these other companies creating kind of autonomous vehicles, and that point is very resonant with me because I go, for example, I like driving, but I know very many people who just just want to get in the car, go from point A to point B. Yeah, dude, same. and it's I like, don't even drive, right? And I'm waiting for something to come along that's just going to drive me. From exactly, <laughs> and but but for example, autonomous vehicles, it only really works. If the large majority, if not all cars were autonomous. Yeah. And so, you know, for a person like me, I go, well, you know, I want to drive my little Mazda. I want to yeah. be driving it around and kind well, of doing all that. But, but then like, will I be able yeah. to do so? So oh, it's it's yeah. now it's, for example, very similar to, to what you're talking about is a joy that I have. Mm. Very similar to the artist, you know, painting or whatever. Yeah. Will I be able to do so in the same way? And no, I don't want to go on a track to go be able to drive my car yeah. just, just for fun. Um, but that that's always been a point of contention that I was thinking to myself was like, oh wow, mm. 20 years time, like yeah. when, if it, when everything's autonomous. There'll I, be a separate just... lane for the, the lowly human drivers. <laughs> yeah. you know, the the like, motorways will be for the... 100%. Sometimes, yeah, sure. I do. I, I, I love being able to just, just get in a taxi and just, and especially if you can make it cheaper, mm. faster, more efficient, you know, if, if they're connected to traffic lights, it'd be so much better. But there's just sometimes I'm just, you know... I'm you wouldn't even need it. traffic lights. Like, they'd all know where everything is. Well, exactly. You probably, well, yeah, you through. wouldn't need them. They'd yeah. cut each other up without asking each other. Yeah. But, but that's assuming that most of the uh, cars are automated, which mm. it would work best if yeah. they are mm. for the whole autonomous system yeah. idea yeah. and all that. But I think that's not going to be realistic because of people like you who enjoy driving. And to be fair, even I enjoy driving, yeah. right? So I think we the the system that comes out has to be compatible with humans in some way or the other and there will be a margin of error so there will be like people because obviously people make mistakes and and and, and all but um so there, there has to be a system that is compatible with human like there's not going to be a, a fully automated driving system where no one is driving at all like i think people who want to drive will still at least have tough one, I feel. Have so the many cars on the road, the amount of cars that are produced. Mm. I agree with that. I, it, it makes sense, yeah. but people Maybe, are reckless. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very reckless. Yeah, fair so enough. Millions of cars out there. Fair um, enough. Unless you strip away the, the, the act of like driving from people, but then I think that's a slippery slope because mm. like if you start there, why, where do you end? Like, do you strip away like the paintings as well? Like, well, mm. maybe not. Unless you want to automate all paintings some, for some reason, but like you know, driving for example, you you want all of them to be automated, but like it's a slippery slope, right? Because you can start doing say saying that for many other things as well. Well, I I think with driving, it's one thing because obviously there's a safety concern, right? Whereas you know, with music and art, unless 
there was in some cases when I was doing something specific. But with driving, you know, with the amount of drunk driving accidents and kind yeah. of, you know, uh, sleep deprived, etc. I think with that, that makes a bit more sense because you want to reduce those as much as possible yeah. when lives are at risk. I mean, cars are, I think, you know, statistically probably the most dangerous things <laughs> oh, we've yeah. ever invented in yeah. terms of car accident deaths, it's pollution insane. and climate change deaths. Yeah. All of that stuff, you know, it's amazing that... I always think the st- the the figure that, that that air travel is statistically a safer method of travel than oh, yeah. than driving is is For bonkers. Sure. I yeah, I, I still find that I still find that amazing. It's over um, there. <laughs> and then, yeah, I have yeah. I think planes are scary. I'm man. I'm very anti anti car. Um, you're very uh, anti car. Yeah, I'm quite anti car. You're anti car oh, or you're anti fuel. Uh, like gasoline I cars or diesel cars. The like you prefer electric cars. Priority afforded to cars in general, just cars objectively, has probably been one of the most damaging and harmful philosophies. What do you mean by the priority assigned to? So that? if you think about it, traveling by car is by far not the most efficient method of traveling and oh, he's a cyclist as well i am a cyclist. <laughs> oh, yes he's i a, should he's a big cyclist <laughs> i am a big cyclist <laughs> but like you know in terms of the 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 kind of the, the square footage or the square meterage that a car uses per the number of passengers it takes from a to b is Oh dear, uh, maths now. Um, <laughs> a lot. It's not very efficient. I'll put it that way, right? And you know, so much of the kind of the surface area of cities is granted to roads and cars, which are getting, you know, bigger and bigger. And I think you know, there's statistics out there that car journeys, you know, they only or urban car journeys. Most of them, I think like two thirds of them, only take uh, only people only use cars. Uh, to travel like less than a few miles yeah. about two thirds of the time and also they kind of they just sit empty the rest of the time you know on park but then streets. how so what well, how what's the other alternative then well not, not everyone so, can ride a bike no not everyone can ride a bike but then you design your cities to be you know walkable you know there is a place for you know motor traffic like buses trains you know that's what they're for you know they're mass transport you know they they carry a high volume of people they're very efficient you know there's it's not i'm not you know saying you know uh no i think you're fine okay um i just heard a noise when i pressed that button um by accident um the yeah what was i saying yeah i just think there are more efficient ways of doing it there's much more efficient ways of doing it and you know we're, we're paying a price as a species in terms of the pollutants in the air mm-hmm. we breathe, in terms of the pollutants in our water, because it's not just air pollutants, you know, that stuff ends up in the water. You know, the microplastics from brake pads end up, and tyres, actually, not, so not just air pollution, it's tyres, brake pads, all of these things that wear down end up in water systems as particulates. So do you think then there should be more trains and buses and people should travel more in general transport rather than yeah. use cars 100%. especially for short journeys for and... short journeys absolutely and then okay. you know yeah, that makes sense and i think 
but not also... everyone wants to though like not, people people no. might be like oh i don't want to get next to uh, <clears throat> like i don't want to be traveling with people sure but then it, it should be up to people it should be up to us to make it, it's like it's like the trains exactly if you make the tube yeah. you know a nice you know a pleasant environment to be in if you More make people, the buses like Elizabeth nice I, I feel like it's you know the Elizabeth yeah, line <laughs> yeah, yeah that's true Elizabeth line is quite nice if you make it nice if you make it smooth yeah it, if you make it quiet it's that thing's so quiet you're yeah. on the Piccadilly line you're covering your ears <laughs> off. but then the the car sorry the the trains and the buses don't go everywhere though. Well, no, they don't. But, but then the that's, that's, that's expanding that, you know, right? That's, that's, that's to do with route planning. You know? Well, I mean, yeah. so, so they don't go to the specific place where you want to go. No, so they don't. So this is, yeah, this is the interesting kind of disadvantage, if you like. There is no kind of that last mile. You know, it'll take you to the end of the road, but it won't get you that. That last bit, yeah. You'll you still have to walk a little trip. bit. The yeah. big ass back. Yeah, exactly. Like, oh, yeah, exactly. That half mile's gonna hurt. Good. Yeah. <laughs> That's one of the things. Oh, or like, or like people with like disabilities or anything like that. Yeah. Like, what, what about them? Like, Fair. do they? Yeah, I mean, you know, a lot of, uh, I think, yeah, there's a lot of cases where, you know, a car is objectively useful, and of course, you know, of course, I'm gonna say an electric car is better than a diesel or a petrol. Yeah. Um, the caveat to that is as long as their chargers are not on the pavement because that pisses me off as well. <laughs> if yeah. I had to... Well, I don't ride my bike on the pavement. I am a good cyclist. No, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> Just even as a pedestrian, right? Like, you know, there's... Like, if you pedestrianise a lot of these places, a lot of these high streets, which are so... Like, have so much, like, motor traffic that you can't... You can't breathe like clean air. It all yeah. just smells of like pollution. If you make those nice places, like there's no wonder that the high streets are kind of dying economically because they're, prob- you know, if they have a lot of, if they're busy roads, which quite often they are, they're not very nice places to be. You know. Fair enough. Um, I think I think I agree with what you're trying to get at, which is, I don't I don't think they should be, um, what was it? I, I don't think people should not be able to. Like should not be allowed to drive or anything. I think people should be, be able, allowed to drive, but yeah. people should be incentivized to use public transport. Yeah, I and, think, yeah, I think it should use. just become normalized in a sense that you, you shouldn't expect to, like owning a car shouldn't become or shouldn't have, I don't know, it shouldn't have ever really been a normal thing in cities. Like, it, you know, it should have always been kind of, this is, you know, a high density place to live. This is like not just not an efficient way to to lay out, you know, like to have right. cars or an area for cars parked most of the time. But it's it's mainly it's mainly comfort, right? That's why people have cars in cities because we I mean we don't use it because we I mean yeah. we, I I agree with you like mm. people can travel. I th- I think sometimes it takes less time, in fact, to go yeah. via public transport because there's so much traffic mm. and all that. Yeah. All, you know, there might be roads which are closed or whatever yeah. it is, but I think it's the main thing, the main reason why we have them is comfort, like people, yeah. comfort. But also and status, people... like that's the reason cars get bigger yeah. as well. Yeah. You know, it's why everyone kind of idolizes like a Range Rover. Every time everyone wants a Range Rover, you know, big four by four. Well, I think even the standard small cars nowadays um, is, yeah. um, you know, they're, they're getting longer. Well, what about like, even your density, Prius. Like, how long is a Prius? Obviously, being in a big city like London, what about in lower density places, towns? Kind yeah, of, of course, things get different yeah. or become, you know, it's a very different story in other areas. Um, but if, you know, I think in cities especially, motor traffic is 
you know it's a danger to well it's a danger to everyone because you know it affects the air we breathe as i said it affects our environment it's and dangerous to well. you know yeah and in terms of accidents you know i've you know my i'm obviously biased because i ride my bike a lot and i've come into you know way too many near-death experience through the drivers not just you know private vehicles but you know vans you know delivering amazon deliveries or what have you you know i'm guilty as charged i order off amazon as well you know so i'm not i'm not trying to preach from a high horse here, <laughs> yeah but, um, yeah i don't know i do have a very kind of so, anti-car so, philosophy yeah. do you think if those vans and cars and all were at least automated there would be less risk of these accidents yeah probably and this but, is actually uh, would they even need to be automated there, there was one company was a, i was looking at is called like zipline or something and it was zipcar it, no no it's not zipcar it, it's an aerial um so it's a startup based in san francisco but they have uh, uh, various Places, I think one location's in Rwanda, one's in San Francisco, and there's another one I think somewhere in Asia. So and... they shoot something into the sky and then it travels. Yeah, is that they, the one they, that they, well, if you load it, and... yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And it, goes, it was mainly used for, and I don't know Rwanda, it was mainly used for blood, um, mm. like blood types, you know, blood, blood transfusion. Yeah, blood yeah, transfusion. Yeah. Um, but I was like, so to send send like... blood into yeah. remote areas. Exactly. So if you know if you have an O negative, mm. whatever, then you can just send that to the to the hospital that requires it, right? And then that can drop off. It drops off a package hospital you know the, the doctors come and pick it up but it was also used for you know just regular packages in which case they'd send an aerial vehicle it would drop down this little kind of hovercraft you know vehicle and then that would plop off your package and then it would kind of go up and do mm. the same so it would basically take the car it was basically the idea of taking cars off the road mm. completely you wouldn't yeah, even have yeah. to have the car and that's great like there's a lot of things like that where they, my philosophy is just the less vehicles on the road, the better. And just pedestrianise as much as you can. Because when there's no traffic, you know, everything's a quieter, cleaner, safer. I mean, what's not to like, I think? 100% you know. agree. It's just, what do you do with the people who, for, well, you could argue that you could you, you could convince the people that, um, it, like, who are interested in or who want to drive a car you could yeah. kind of incentivize them away from it but there's some people who just can't yeah can't get away from the, it right of course yeah there's always going to be like people there's with always going to be some kind of necessity i think i think just as far as we can some kind of readdressing the balance oh yeah of, i think of, people should be incentivized like by what you were saying like making the, the the areas better mm. and and all that um or making the tubes better or yeah. the public transport better that's why I think, I think you know electric cars themselves aren't an answer it's you know you have to reduce the reliance on cars in the first place if you really want to like achieve whatever it is you know better health because you're walking more or a government's net zero targets like but then well better health actually that's that's a that's a good point because but then you could argue that it's not just with cars but then you could do it with other things as well like like reduce the number of mcdonald's that are around as well yeah (laughs) yeah but then yeah to like not incentivize people flip me onto the next little topic which i was thinking about because it ties into the pollution part Mm -hmm. and kind of agriculture and whatnot the rise of boom of veganism, right? <laughs> Let's talk about that. And 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 but but no, not, nothing wrong with it or anything. It was just more on the idea of Lewis a, Hamilton is a vegan, by the way. Just oh. to tie it back to oh yeah, we, we right spoke a lot about cryotherapy, didn't we? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, he is, he is. Yeah. Yeah. But it, of the idea of a one, could you be vegan? Do you think you? Do you think I couldn't. Be vegan? I could never be vegan. 
At least that, not. One, that question was answered very, very yeah, quickly. Yeah, I, I, I know you couldn't either. I see your Instagram. I, 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 yeah, I <laughs> They're me meeting all of the freaking stuff. Yeah, like right um, now, I couldn't be. I, I, I don't know about the future. Is, uh, things change. But, but there's, there's steaks all over. <laughs> vegetarian? Do you think you'd be vegetarian? Um, I think if someone cooked for yeah. me, then yes. Okay. I think in my case, if someone cooked Sorry, for me... Sorry, I didn't say yeah, as in... If someone cooks me, I mean, yeah, as in, um, you could be, be a could vegetarian. Be a vegetarian yeah. I think I. I don't in, want to sound like someone else cooking for me. No, like. no, I, I, like <laughs> if if someone, because I am, to be very honest, I'm shit at um, even coming up with ideas to mm. to what to eat, right? Yeah. So if I were a vegan, I would just have right now. I I just don't know yeah. what to make, and it, whatever I, whatever comes to mind just takes quite a lot of time. Mm. So I'm just like, and I'm I know myself. I'm just I just don't. I'm I'm not even that interested in cooking anyway. I just cook to like, I just cook and to 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 sustain myself survive. basically <laughs> to survive. I eat healthy obviously, but like, I cook like whatever I like and whatever I know is healthy and good. But I just try to have a, like a balanced diet, right? But I couldn't be vegan because then I would just be like, okay, what should I eat now? Because mm. now there's so many there's so many um, things that I eat right now. There's just like, oh, I couldn't eat this. I couldn't eat this. Like, I would need someone to be like, right, this is I've made this. You know how they make those quinoa dishes with like mm-hmm. specific types of um, sh- like mushrooms or like yeah. mm-hmm. I don't know what the fuck they put in these meals well, man. You, know, like, you make like a you know fried chicken like n- fried no chicken yeah no exactly a mushroom or something yeah, but, yeah, but yeah I think that's actually very interesting for two things is one I think companies because of the rise of it companies have kind of been forced to a little bit this is what I also think really as well that. I think veganism is a bit of a capitalist dream because people <laughs> will buy it if it says we'll vegan on it and also they know how much effort it takes to like make vegan stuff that's that's the typical I mean I wouldn't know but it, that is the typical like criticism is that you spend a lot of time making stuff right and I just think a lot of the vegan products out there are often quite sort of processed and it doesn't matter whether you're a meat eater or plant-based eater it you know process you, is processed is, is, process is, not, is processed not the way to go right? <laughs> same so. way of it but so now that brings a different question which is i have a friend who works in kind of uh it's a cultured meats company and i'm going to butcher her job completely now because <laughs> i'm, I'm going to misrepresent things but basically it's like okay well what if right you could take cells from an animal let's say a cow mm. Um, specific muscle cells and grow an artificial yeah. steak. They yeah. always talk about this, right? like 3D printing a steak. They've been would, talking you, about it for would you now, would you consume it? Because I know, for example, I know people who say, absolutely not. I, I personally would. I don't think I'd mind. I don't think I'd mind either. I, I don't think I'd care. Well, because in our case, it's different, though, because we are not even interested in being vegan. So. Yeah, but, but <laughs> a few but conditions people, to people that. Don't like, yeah. People like the natural. I think a lot of people like... They like the fact that it's natural. It's from, you know, a live cow, for example. Um, but for me, for example, if it was... If know, it's if tasty. It looks like a steak, tastes like a steak. Yeah. Steak. I mean, yeah. exactly. that's my own but personal it, So th- this is my condition on that, in, is that if it has the same nutritional content mm. and has exactly the same... Oh, yeah, of course. ...taste, everything. If it is literally an identical steak that has been artificially made. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. That, yeah, and yeah. that's what it would be. Sure. And I've always thought, I would try it. Um, yeah, I, would, I would love to. I mean, yeah. Same. I so, wouldn't be against, you know, like, like if, yeah, if we can reduce the, you know, the slaughter of animals and whatnot and have things be artificially made in an efficient, mm. low energy kind of manner, I'm all for it. Um, I'll uh, eat as many chicken nuggets from, you know, wherever. <laughs> wherever. Well, God knows what they put in chicken nuggets right now, <laughs> let's, to be Let's fair. make them not from McDonald's. Yeah. Um, but no, but it'd be, I think it'd be a very interesting thing. And, you know, we, we talk about many different kind of technological changes. And I think the world in 20 years... 
It's going to be a very interesting play. If you've seen Star Trek, quite literally, it just fabricates like a coffee, but like the mug and the coffee. 3D printed? All, all in. <laughs> yeah, just, 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 it doesn't even print it, it just like kind of lasers it. Like, oh shit. Just produces it out Wait. of thin air. What, going uh, back that, to that's, the... that's what the image I had in my head. We speak about this as well, but like just going back to the the vegan thing, the argument they would make is like, oh, but the the animal didn't give consent to taking the cells, so you're not you're, it's, yeah, you're going I, I against so. the animal. Yeah, very, and that way, becomes like... a very tricky subject. Okay. The consent? Can they give consent? I guess can not. Can they give consent? Uh, then you're gonna have to get a little mind device to put on the cow and say, okay, well, do you consent to taking your one cell? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Doesn't consent to the device being put on its head. Either. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, so who knows? Doesn't consent to being in the chicken in the cages either. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't know, because I think yeah, there's some people who are like vegan because yeah, I guess it's 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 a very interesting conversation that you end up with. And I don't know where you go with, to be honest, any of these conversations that we had. I don't know how you end up with a final conclusion for any of them. Oh, no. But... I, I don't think there is. I don't think yeah, there is. People are going to do what they like, right? Oh, before we blow up this planet, you know? Um, <laughs> but no, I, I don't know. It'd be, it'd be quite interesting. I, I'm, I'm all for the cultured mates, man. As long as it doesn't, you know, destroy everything else. Yeah. <laughs> if it takes ten times the amount of energy to go make one less what, egg. What I, what I think is actually a better... Um, option and this is i don't know why it came to my mind it's slightly related but it's you know how it, it, like we have um, right now we have like big areas of land for farming and mm-hmm. growing crops and all that i think vertical farming yeah. is a much much yeah. much more interesting thing because yeah, instead of using a whole bunch of land to grow mm-hmm. crops you just use I've seen them do it in containers. Yeah. You know the containers? So yeah, they're doing so containers they underground. This in London. Farming. What is that defined it's, as? It's like, it's like they stack up. They they have like these little pots. You know, uh, like, this is, a, I don't know. Imagine like a weed farm that's like underground. Yeah. Like that. Oh, you okay. don't grow weed, you grow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but it, yeah, you're, you're, going, crops. you're going crops. And it's, okay. it's, it's optimized. Everything is optimized to deliver water mm. at the right time. Oh, nutrition. Kind of exactly. So like, you... Sensors, use like exactly like artificial sensors, lighting. artificial lights, and all that. It gives the exact wavelength of light they I've they got need. A vision from the gentleman, just in yes, the exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. Literally, yeah. Right yeah, yeah. Right substitute the weed for like <laughs> anything know, else, cress or spinach. Then exactly, exactly oh, it is exactly yeah. like okay. that. Apparently, they use like ninety percent less water really? and all that. Yeah, yeah, it's stupidly good because it's okay. all on like control systems. It's exactly. all like sensors. There's yeah. like digital twins. And the all issue with it right thing. now is just too expensive. A high upfront cost. Uh, okay. I think that's the okay. that's the main one. I've seen them do them in containers. Yeah. Do you know the containers they, they travel? Old, they use old tube stations for them as well. Old tube stations, mm-hmm. yeah. They, you know the containers they transport uh, stuff in, like to from you know these big yeah, tankers, uh, ships yeah. with like different containers of yeah, different yeah, colors, yeah. right? Yeah. They use they use one of those containers, oh. and they have a farm inside yeah. with lights and and that's all that shit. Cool. It's crazy, and they stack those containers yeah. one on top of the other. Damn. It's it's crazy. It's actually yeah. super, super interesting. They have it in, in in Selfridges. They have like a mini vertical farm as well. Do they? Yeah, in the in the down, downstairs mm. floor. I saw it the other day. They have. I think I might have the picture as well. Um, they have like. They have uh, a mini kind of air section. It's just one wall, to be fair, small wall, mm. um, with um, I think different types of what's this called. Um, like basil and basil oh, or uh, herbs, and stuff. herbs, yeah, yeah. herbs, yeah. 
let me see if cool. I can let me see if I can find yeah, those. I think yeah, vertical farm would be cool. I mean a lot of land is also used. I didn't never understood the argument for like using a lot of land for animal farming because like a lot of land is used for Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, cool. see ninety five percent less water. That's a lot. Ninety percent mm. less what does it say here? Miles. It's helpful that the stickers are in green and the yeah, plants behind exactly. are also in green. <laughs> Such a dumb <laughs> idea. Zero chemical pesticides, less ninety-five percent la- less land. It's it's so good. Yeah, no, the benefits are. Well, see, I imagine there's studies into it, but from that they seem to be. Yeah, it's a good business yeah. idea as well. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. But the, the the issue though is like some crops take ages to grow. Mm. I think like like avocados, for example, they take like was it years to grow? I think I think it is avocados. It takes fucking years. Oh, that's what I'm expecting. Yeah. Jeez. Really? Like if if you want if you want them in like two years or something, you have to start growing them now, mm. and then you get them. Like that's 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 how. And then that you have other plants why, like, like lettuce. When you grow them in, you know, when you put the avocado seed in like a glass of water, and it yeah, grows really slowly. Yeah, that, that explains why they kind of don't do very much for the first. Oh yeah, they they do jack shit. Yeah. Like it it takes ages, mm. ages for them. But then you have other plants like lettuce because I was looking into this actually. They have other plants like lettuce which take like three months. I imagine there's a lot of benefit for those vertical farming in terms of like pesticide use. Yeah, it's said no it, pesticides. Yeah, because there's just no bugs. There's like, no bugs inside. Yeah. yeah. But then also, is it would not would it be not like difficult to keep a very sterile environment kind of difficult? I, mean, I think it's easier is... to do it over there than in the in the farms. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. If you got a yeah specialized thing for it, then I guess yeah. But I, I I think even if the bugs do appear, it's easier to track them than find them, right? Because everything is it's like a just a small area, and then everything mm. else is white. Yeah. So you can yeah. see them. You can see I guess them. Probably got cameras and other things. Yeah, exactly. There. Yeah. And yeah, if it's in a specific location, then yeah. Put it on a blockchain, and then you've got history, a record <laughs> of uh, quality control. Of your... There you go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're using the blockchain for tracking and and, and, and all that now, right? Um, I've yeah, seen, yeah. I think... Supply chain stuff. Supply chain, that's yeah. it. I think really DHL is is really? developing They're a huge piece of Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw it. I, I don't know where, where I read it. I've always seen it theoretically, but the actual usage of it, of... Thing I've, I've, I haven't looked into it personally, but mm, yeah, there's, there's, so a, there's a company called Trade in Space, I think, and they use satellite images that they use as NFTs oh. um, to like oh. use them as a verification for like potential crop yields for coffee farmers in South America, and then they can sell that coffee. I, I, I could be fudging this completely, but they can sell that farmer's produce based on the NFT satellite image yeah. of kind of their farm and they can predict their yields and the quality wait, wait. of their coffee. What's the point of building an NFT out of it? Is it so um, not, uh, what's the word for it? Faked, etc. Yeah, yeah so it's like, like this it's non-fungible all, record. Uh, okay. Yeah, authenticity, I guess, yeah. of the actual image itself. Right. Um, that would be my thought. Yeah, uh, I think it's something like that. Of that. Dude, there's some stupidly good, crazy use cases that people find come up with for satellite images. Mm-hmm. Like, I've seen people use weather for predicting stock prices. Oh yeah, <laughs> I was like, really? what the? Uh, that's what I was yeah, they use depending on, depending on the companies. Exactly. Involved, yeah. If you need very, you can you can tell you know if if you need like let's say you're a vegetation. There company. is a company, yeah, in London itself. I remember I saw it. Uh, it said and the 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 job like the 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 job of the company itself was to use weather data for predicting stock prices. That's it. 
That's all they did. <laughs> that's going to be that's specific. the company. It's <laughs> I mean, so, that's such a specific. Yeah, yeah it's such it's such a. But I've that's seen. Really I've seen. I think it was BP. I read this online somewhere. I think it was BP that used satellite images of what was it? The oil oil storage, oil storage of different of different uh, companies. You know how they, when they store the oil, containers. the containers, yeah. yeah, and basically, yeah, they have different levels. Just looking at them, seeing how much the oil reserves are. Exactly, yeah. exactly, mm-hmm. exactly. I was like. That's super yeah, interesting. I, I first found out about that watching Billions, and I was like, oh, interesting. That's okay. a good show. Wow. Oh, I love that. I, I love Billions. Love and I was like, hmm? it's, it's, it's called Billions. It's about this um, this guy who has a hedge fund. Yeah. and What's um, on? Netflix? It's no, on it's, HBO? It, yeah, it was... It's now on Paramount+. Plus. Okay. Um... But yeah, yeah, so so it was one of those more difficult shows to watch. But yeah. it was yeah, it, it's, it's just so super interesting. interesting. Because actually, apparently, they say that Billions gets a lot of things right in terms of how hedge funds actually. Well, obviously, not everything. They dramatize a lot of things, but yeah. it does get a few it's things like suits. right. Well, I feel like Suits is a lot more. It's a lot more <laughs> dramatized. Though. It's a lot more dramatized. But Billions, especially in how not say how they act, but their practices okay. and stuff that they do, they go, oh, you know what. Uh, even on YouTube, I think it has like a like a hedge fund. Um, is it a uh, like a docu series? Was it? No, drama? no, no, it's, no, no, it's, it's a, a show. Drama. It's a show. It's like a drama it's show. Right? Literally, have you seen Suits? Like, yeah, yeah, I've seen. Think yeah, of think Suits, right? But, but for hedge funds. Hundred yeah, percent. Right, yeah, okay. It's very similar to that, and it basically follows uh, Bobby Axelrod, who yep. is the main guy, the in, legend, his, 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 yeah, the his, man, the his hedge fund, such a hedge fund name. Yeah, and basically through his life, kind of you know maintaining kind of the status quo is kind of one of the biggest hedge funds you know, in New York City and, uh, you know, like his competitors and how mm. he kind of goes about and just the business okay. kind of like that, that grow through that. But the interesting part was that got me a lot more interested because even before I watched that, I never even knew what like venture capital was, hedge funds were, oh. all the rest of it. So when I, when I watched it, I was like, wow, okay, well, what are, what are hedge funds? What do they work on? What are derivatives? Just, and, all, and it brought me kind of a whole new landscape of it. Have you looked into those areas? Like, Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, from, like I, I did it in my undergraduate thesis and also my master's, my master's dissertation was on, um, well, my undergraduate one was on like Brownian motion and you know derivatives. You know, it was like a whole bunch. It was a really weird... wait, wait, wait. Brownian motion and so surprise derivatives. It or? was basically looking at the black the black Scholes equation. Yeah, right. And it's basically you know stochastic processes, right? So random processes, which Brownian motion in physics is. Yeah, right. And so it basically ties those two things in there, and it basically looked at applying that to um, mechanical models and stock prices and a whole bunch of other things. And then it gets to this really weird mathematical part where you f- you find out that you know you can use the heat equation to map to other parts. And I was like, well, how does this even? Who thought of this? <laughs> but then my master's was very different because my master's was around looking at uh, using deep neural networks for kind of stock price predictions and whatnot. So that was did like, any of them work? Well, when you say work, yeah, they work. So, so, so as in, like, did they give a decent return? Work. Yeah. So, so, so the <laughs> did they give one, a return? <laughs> no. So, so the first one was it, it wasn't so much doing let's say like a next day forecast, right? It was more so visualizing, okay, did you get your prediction? It's kind of like the classical predictions. Mm-hmm. Um, you couldn't use it for a next day prediction, but I mean, they, they're always going to be a bit kind of funky. The first one from my undergraduate one, um, that was more so kind of proof of concept, kind of like a proof, like showing the proofs and kind of how it works and then showing it, okay, can we use this for, for modeling? And that one was fun. The master's one was very different because the master's one was looking at Basically, two things. One, taking LSTMs, uh, so long short-term uh, memory models, and then also combining that with sentiment analysis, 
right? So looking over, so this sentiment is, analysis on like news articles and all yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. So it was basically looking around specifically the GameStop kind okay. of thing. So the idea was, okay, well, based on the sentiment of public at one given point in time, okay, around a specific stock price, could we tell, right? what the stock price of a future is going to be based on kind of the current sentiment, et cetera, right? Going forward. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that was the idea, but then it was specifically around heavily shorted stocks. So if public sentiment was really, really bad towards a company, right? And that company, let's say its valuation is too high and people think it's going to tank, uh, people are going to try to short it. Could we tell when that was going to happen? Right, because you know we you had things like GameStop and uh, what was what was the name of the cinema? I can't remember the name of the cinema. AMC. AMC, yeah, had that. Tesla had it years ago, and it was like, okay, the problem is there's not that many companies that have a massive amount of of, of data, like massively shorted companies that have that data. So I looked at about seven or eight, and it was like, okay, well, can we basically look at all the sentiment analysis? I couldn't get the Twitter data, which was really, really annoying. For this oh. thing. Uh, it was blocked. You had to do like a PhD or nonsense. Um, but I looked at a lot of Reddit. I looked at a lot of Twitter data mm-hmm. as much as I could. And gathering sentiment, could you find? Uh, and the conclusion was, it's really difficult. And you need way more parameters. You know, you, back yeah. to kind of the open AI question is, they're using so many inputs. Yeah. I oh, have yeah. like 10, <laughs> right? Yeah, would you had... But you think about it. But you have like an open and close, an average. You've got this sentiment data, which I'm, which is, you know, which is a map of everything. Still, you need so much more. If you, if you can go and grab data from news articles, data from here, data from, it becomes a very interesting topic. But how 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 effective was it? Like was it? It was pretty good. Was it, it, it better it, than flipping a coin? Marginally, at the <laughs> smallest amount. Okay, so could, wait, could you make money out of it? Probably not, oh. because the problem is, is obviously as you make more money, and also remember correctly. This was used for specifically shorted companies, so it would not be applicable to the others. No, but you can work on that specific niche, right? Yeah, yeah. Just apply so, it to that niche, and that's it. But then also, it was very inconclusive because as I was looking through the sentiment data, I was like, "Well, it's just nice, like a nice little fuzzy line." Like I don't like when I was like, "Okay, if I look at this sentiment data and I look at a graph," because basically I used kind of some I can't remember what the Python module was. PyTorch? No, 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 no. It wasn't a machine learning specific library. It was one for sentiment analysis because I wasn't going to go and collect oh. data myself. Yeah, fair enough. And it was like, basically, it assigns a score. And this is where your sentiment data is very important itself because, okay, half, like good or bad, well, that's not a good enough sentiment. Well, and I, I know I, Google had this specific sentiment analysis tool years ago where it was like, I think it was like five or six different sentiments. It was like excited, sad, angry. And that really changes stuff because when you can assign more emotions per se to a specific thing, you've got more varying data. When you score good or bad, well, how good is it and how bad yeah, is it? Yeah, what's the range? Right, and mm-hmm. you're classifying these things by yeah, saying excited. Just binary, is it? Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. It makes things really, really difficult. Then you've got to make your own models, which is what, for example, these hedge funds and stuff have is they have these models that can classify a much wider range because if you're surprised by news, it's very different than if you're angry by news. Yeah. For example. And that was the biggest problem that I had was I was limited by the, the the tool that I had. It was just too it was just too it was just too tight. It was too binary. Um, but it was able to model things. So based on past kind of um, data, it was able to model very well to what kind of the data should have been. But if you're trying to predict the future, I mean, nobody does it very well. You know, especially when you get up to the, the assets yeah. and the management of very big money. 
nobody does it very well. If you've got a 55% chance of doing well, you're probably going to make some good money, man. You know, it's... Oh, so yours didn't even have the 55? No, 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 no. It was like 51% even, of them. Yeah, it, it's... That's the thing. I mean, these... The biggest companies in the world, man, are, are, are going just to, just above that. Well, it depends. I mean, if you're talking about, like... Citadel or something like Sigma and, yeah. yeah, Renaissance Technologies and some of the other places. Yeah, but I mean, they've got mega clusters worth oh, of yeah. data. I mean... Because also think about it, I could only go back as far as, I mean, whenever these companies were founded also, right? Yeah, because you were limited to eight. You know, yeah, exactly. And so if you think about it, if you can grab a thousand companies, go back to when they hit their IPO, get every single data and also the frequency of the data as well, right? If you're only working on open and close times, oh, well, what happens if you have now minute to minute? Mm. That's... <laughs> you know, well, how it, five minute intervals? It, it depends on your exactly on on the intervals, right? What yeah. interval were, were you? Were, so for you, me, yeah. for me, it was opening. So me, it was open and close. It, yeah, but it, open and close. Oh, just on the, the day. day. Yeah, yeah, oh, the shit. Day. Yeah, exactly. And so that becomes imagine yeah, exactly. So <laughs> it's a, a much different where you've got an actual. You know, as I said, I was working on day because I, I couldn't get. I was using Yahoo data. Sure. No, Yahoo does. Yahoo does a little bit more, but the problem was at the time as well, training my thing, having that much data. Ah. Uh, man. It, it was yeah, like, fair yeah, enough, fair enough. Because I've used the Yahoo API, yeah. and it does it's it does really have good. daily, uh, really daily good. minute and all that. Yeah. But but you you're absolutely right. Like the 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 amount of data and then training on your laptop just yeah, takes. Yeah, my ages. laptop was screaming. Yeah. One time I was I had like ten thousand. It was just it just froze and broke, and I was like, oh. My God, please tell me where you froze <laughs> off at. It's like, oh, yeah, 2011 at this time. And I was like, oh, God, phew. <laughs> yeah, because cause I tried, well, I built my own trading bots as well. Oh, really? On this laptop, it's it's over yeah. here. I don't know if I can do it, if I can switch it. Oh, yeah, I didn't, ask, I didn't ask for me. To, oh, yeah, if, if I asked for it to trade for me, I don't know, because that, that takes into account so many other decisions. So for that, it was just showing models. It's here. This is the, this is the code I wrote for... for... Um, training the data. The Wait, where is it? Where is I it? I can relate to that laptop struggles. It's like <laughs> laptop running like... algorithms on pro numbers. Oh, dude, this laptop as well. It, <laughs> it takes. It was on fire. It was. It, it was terrible trying to train this. It Look, was good, this it was like a G, you know GTX uh, 10. Jeez, you didn't 50. have that, mate. I had like an AMD Ryzen 8 core oh, process. No. I just didn't want the CPU. Yeah, <laughs> didn't have the GPU to do it on. See, it works right at the end. This is a momentum trading strategy that I had. Yeah. So it so, works right at the end, but this is just a limited time frame. So like, yeah. So exactly like that so my model fit basically the real time very very well but the problem was is that even though it does that very well it's just so stochastic and that next day you go oh yeah oh yeah this, and then it just goes yeah. but it's it's all about statistics right if it does more if it does more right than wrong yeah then now, that's that's what you need know that wasn't there that training that trading bot that just did uh sell buy or sell based off like what elon musk tweeted that <laughs> oh yeah yeah. yeah 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 i've seen that I the, see the Dogecoin, I guess, oh, and for, for Tesla stock as well. Oh, yeah. Well, I yeah. thought that was quite amusing. Yeah. But that's super, why didn't you go and work for a hedge fund or investment bank or something like that? Oh, I'm a dumbass. Um, <laughs> the fuck? A dumbass can't build those two things. I'm a dumbass, man. Well, I'm very good. What's the word? I'm very good at hacking off other pieces of stuff and just I'm very I'm very, very difficult for me to start from scratch from like line one I go oh where the fuck am I start um, but if you put if, you put, if there's something else to start off with I go alright cool look at that engineer this bad boy okay so there were, two, <laughs> there were two there were two very big reasons one they love PhDs 
um, mm. you know, PhDs yeah, and whatnot. PhD, yeah, yeah because you think about yeah. it, right? I've got, they, they, well, they like masters as well, though. Well, yeah, but but PhD because you think about it, right? I mean, there's only so far, and, and our one wasn't a specific machine learning masters, right? And there's only so far that you can go. The dissertation was cool, you know, well, but even then, these people are working on such underlying principles. I mean, we're talking about the highest level of statistics or signals engineering, right? And they use these abstract mathematical models to then apply to the, you know, specific stock price data and whatnot. And A, I could have continued down the route, but my maths was so, what's the word? my foundations have gone out the window. And so I, I would have had to really rely, because that, that's literally all that carries you. That, maths. Uh, the, the maths is everything. Um, whether it's linear algebra, whether it's kind of, what was, what was uh, Ito, Ito calculus. Um, there's so many other areas that are, are very specific, to, especially hedge funds, right? Because the typical route for normal, like normal, uh, let's say traders and whatnot, is they go to investment banks and then hedge funds. And then hedge funds, yeah. If you want to be a quant, it's so, so, so competitive to do it. I actually applied. I got absolutely rejected. Um, oh, same. But, same. I, but I thought about it. And I thought, and also my programming skill, a lot of these guys are programming C++. Yeah. Right? Because you need that speed and efficiency to yeah. do stuff. Yeah. yeah. I didn't have C++. <laughs> if, so if you want to be in the algorithmic side of things, if you're building the models, then obviously, you know, Python. Python, yeah. Um, but yeah, but at the time I felt that this was coming out of uni and stuff, you know, and, and I felt... What would I be best at? And also, I was struggling to figure out. I wanted to be an F1 engineer originally. <laughs> I was in automotive before I was uh, in consulting and whatnot. And so I thought to myself, I was like, okay, well, what do I want to do? And one of my friends said, you know, I think consulting kind of within that space would be a good place for you. Because, you know, you want to try speak and kind of all the rest yeah. of the managerial stuff, uh, did entrepreneurship with him. And I was like, you know what? Let me try have a crack at that. And I felt that this would be a place that fits more my strengths. Right, mm. because my strength is never going to be just purely, just stupidly good math technical guy peak. And I was like, okay, well, I feel like I can be a really good, you know, I, if I can put some of that math, some of that technical knowledge, and everything else, and I can put that with the entrepreneurial and the managerial and, and the, the people, people skills. skills. I think I can do a lot better here than some place that I feel like I probably won't, won't even be average at, at the top places. Right. And so I was like, you know what? I'd rather be at a place that I can, you know, just kind of continue on this path and kind of crack out those those strengths. Makes sense. Makes so sense. I've gone this route. Oh, yeah, it sucked for a bit, but I was like, man, I would have gotten rinsed, bro. Somebody would talk about some random math problem. I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> so it's a much better place for me to be at. Yeah. There's so always time to get your PhD, though. There's always time. Honestly, I considered it, but I was like, do I want to spend another four years? Is it four years? I, well, I it depends on the three PhD. years at least. Yeah. And then it can be, well, it can be even more. depends how long. Wait, so, wait, wait. How many at least? Two years? I think three at least. Oh, three, three at least. least. Yeah. But it depends. It depends on like your supervisor. I think some like if your supervisor wants you to stay for a set amount of time, then you know sometimes it's four years, sometimes it's five years. Okay. It very much varies like how much the pace of your research is going and like when you actually have uh, enough data or experiments or whatever to 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 get a thesis together. So. Okay. I think it, it can go on indefinitely as well if 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 for whatever reason it just it just takes takes a long time. Within, so. within, I, th I think there's a limit of like twelve or fourteen years. I, think. Oh, I, don't know. I could be right? talking rubbish at this point. But but, so. but but even then, you think about it, right? I think I that's way too my, long. I could have whatever research I want to do. Is the university going to fund it? Because yeah. there's two things of yeah, I can try to pay for it off my own back. Are they even going to fund it? Yeah. Because well, some that, of them already have funding allocated, and then they just need they just 
opened applications for whoever exactly. was interested for that, in that specific for, PhD, that, for, yeah. that, for that for that project yeah and then other times you might need to like pitch for if you have your own idea then yeah because quantitatively i mean i know for example uh, ucl for example i think they're doing one specific they put a new like quantitative math quantitative finance course something like that mm. um which i thought was really cool but i was like that's such a niche Mm-hmm. Um, but that was like a master's and I was like, that's, that's, that's such a niche. What happens if I want to go and do something else? And, and actually that's where really I fell in love with kind of the software development route, which is when we do software development. I was like, man, it's cool to just be able to, I, I, I've grown up with games. I love games. Oh, I right? so, so good. Yeah. You have to do is build a game and it was just cool you get to do you get to do something creative build it with a team right and just start from scratch like, okay how are you going to design these characters what is the game's theme going to be which you know agile process are we going to use what what games did you build so i think, I think it was, the theme was dungeon game yeah and it was very very like broad dungeons and it, was dragons? So broad. it was so dungeon. broad it was like dungeon oh. game use an agile methodology to try and, <laughs> you know from beginning to end That's how to build this game and i was like and even going back, knowing oh, what shit. I know now, I would have been like, you know what? Some of the agile, I think, probably needs to. <laughs> Was it really agile? <laughs> it to, yeah, it needs to be updated. But also, as students, you don't know until you're really in instrument yeah, using Yeah, exactly. That's why yeah. I thought that whole project was a complete. Yeah. Manufactured situation that was completely unrealistic. And, and I was thinking. half expecting them to say, actually, no, your project is to make a COVID tracking app because that was when like <laughs> test and trace had blown up. It was still kind of yeah. like peak COVID and mm-hmm. a COVID like proximity or whatever contact tracing app was a big been, thing. Yeah, would have yeah, been very much on theme. Was probably the most applicable use of our time for that one. Probably it's uh, the easiest a website thing to would do. have been better, I think. Yeah. To be fair, um, people, people are more interested better. in games. But 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 it was but we weren't giving it to a client, right? We were just yeah. giving it to professors. It was just okay. a website would have been a really good one actually because been a really good one. we'd have learned a lot about like hosting domains. Yeah. You know, if they'd said, "Oh, you've got this budget to buy a domain, host mm-hmm. a web page, so whatever you want," like we don't care what you they didn't they, they didn't specify any tools that they, they were like use what yeah. tools you think are best yeah so now i would you know, you know react app bucket s3 bucket, and, and, even, uh, and even if we were local hosting it would have been yeah. better than nothing but yeah but actually yeah that, that ability mm. to have been like okay well cool like oh yeah can we use a cloud provider and, mm. and a lot of other stuff because yeah the social the, the the game creating was really cool because you understood how in a team it was quite a few people maybe six to eight people uh yeah we had like eight people eight people and so with that, you were able to kind of, you know, you had a product owner, you had a scrum master, but you never really know about those roles until you kind of face with them. So we were just going off our best theoretical guess. Yeah, now, right. looking back, you know, being kind of certified in all those things, I go, oh, man, oh, <laughs> so much better. Um, and the problem was, is also what we, I guess what we were being marked on, which was a Bible of oh, <laughs> doc- documentation. The documentation. But you don't write documentation that way. Right? Yeah. In an actual, in an actual, you know, business case, you, you write documentation very, very differently. You write documentation on the pieces of work that you've done, not basically a transcript of, of all the stuff that you've yeah. talked about. Right? Well, sometimes you don't even write documentation. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's a whole other problem, right? But if you've got a game that works right, and you say, okay, well, we've got, you know, we've imported this library, and we've got these characters doing these movements, and we've got kind of this is going to be our replay function. I was like, well, okay, write documentation on that specific piece or, or write it on how, you know, the backgrounds work or whatever. Like, just on that. Yeah. It was very much documentation for documentation's sake. Yeah, oh, like, it, like, uh, it really but surely, was. But, which is, it was a complete waste of time. It's so was... unrealistic. <laughs> like, I if, just... I, if it was me, not, if knowing what I know now, I would have just said, my code documents itself. There's no... <laughs> <laughs> I put comments already, don't worry. <laughs> you know, or, or, for example, but specifically, 
more specifically than anything, the architecture that you use, right? What was your, what mm. was the model of, you know, the how, how were your characters interacting with the environment? How yeah. was everything connected, mm. right, within your system? I think that would have been yeah. so much more important than actually the architecture of the entire system because, you know, doing what I do now and kind of being in an architecture, I'm like, okay, well, now, you know, I have to actually <laughs> yeah. create diagrams. I'm like, oh, okay, well, actually, how does this connect to this? And well, that's how it works, back, actually. Back then, I was like, I don't know, CRC cards. Let's just, let's just write something. Sure, surely, like, one of the pillars of Agile is, like, it favors, it doesn't favor documentation, right? It favors actual product. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So, so it, it wasn't really Agile yeah. from the start, then, if you're having to focus so much on documentation. Yeah, I mean, it was just, that, the that, thing is, that, was, yeah. that was the focus. The thing is, it was so broad. It was, like, almost too broad, in a way. Like, yeah. you, they kind of, it, yeah, it wasn't very defined, I don't think. And... And yeah, now with a lot of limitations. Now with ChatGPT, they could write that code in like an hour. I've seen, yeah, literally. dude, I've seen uh, uh, ChatGPT wrote Flappy Birds, I think, in a day. <laughs> wow. Well, it took the guy two days to write this. So <laughs> yeah, well. <laughs> wow, imagine but, that. ChatGPT only gives you half the game. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, yeah, and he was bored. He was just yeah. like, all right, cool, let me just make this game. But it's the interesting one, for example, when you know when we're doing entrepreneurship, at UK, like we had to. I didn't do that, you know, but. Yeah, but yeah, so, so I think Wait, that so was really interesting. Did, did you do entrepreneurship? Yeah, or did yeah, you yeah. So, so, I, so I did it. So we okay. could choose different modules. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was modules, yeah. Module, yeah. Um, but for entrepreneurship, it was cool because it was like, okay, think of the idea, then make it. Yeah. And it was like, okay, well, we thought of the idea, and we're like, okay, well, we're going to create. So, you know, for 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 our one, we had a specific idea around you know helping uni students um, better their. I think it was, if I remember correctly, it was testing. Uh, get knowledge, and there was one other thing I always forget, but I can't remember off the top of my head. But it's basically a, a, a way to create challenges, like mini projects. Like right? an edtech kind of. Yeah, thing. I think it was full, yeah, full stack. That's it, full mm. stack. So full stack development. So it was around helping students to do this. So we would create mini projects, right, around uni, around kind of year round, and it would allow students to develop those skills, right? You you know you're using version control because even nowadays I see kind of in industry version control, you know, using that you, testing, efficient testing. Mm. Right, whether you want to do test-driven development or whether you want to do regular and then test afterwards, but just understanding of how to test efficiently, well, kind of have coverage, and basically, yeah. So, and, and then it was creating a website that does that. So, it was, you know, we none of us knew CSS, HTML, anything at the time, but it was okay. Well, first five weeks, business plan. Right. Second five weeks. All right, we'll create the actual product itself, and that was such a and that was what I was like, damn, if we, if we had the software engineering part for that second part, that would been really cool. Because we actually had a proper website. We had to create a YouTube video for it. Oh. And it was really interesting where, hopefully, I'm going to have to talk to someone to actually get that YouTube video out. <laughs> if I find it, I'll send it to you. It was, it was <laughs> really funny. Please really cool. do. But, um, but that was really interesting of just like, oh, wow, that was our first time actually making a website. I was like, damn. Like this is a Were you graded on your video? Yes. Were you graded on the number of views and publicity it got? I, I don't, so I don't know actually. I don't like think, the influencer grades. Like. It's, it's tricky though because some people's videos were private, okay. and some people's videos were sure. public. Okay. So yeah, you because know, I only asked because I, um, when I left uni, the um, so I, I finished at the bachelor's, and some people in my cohort stayed on to do the masters. And then, so around a year after I left, say, so while we were still at Bath, I was getting requests to be like, oh, we get graded on how far the reach of our video gets. And this is for oh, an engineering project. Okay. And I was like, what's for goodness the point? sake, what is the point that's, of that? But that's marketing they're not, and everything. Exactly, like, they're like, not a yeah, marketing degree There's nothing students. to do with it. Like, why oh, was are the they... Product? It was ingenuity of the product. It was how good the video yeah. was, right? So 
the audio quality, the like how we set up our video. Basically, it was a because the video yeah. was our pitch, right? It was a pitch to potential investors, and it was okay. Yeah. How good is the pitch that you're giving? Yeah. Right? It's, right. It's a minute and a half, two minute video. Mm. How good's the pitch? Yeah. Overall, because that's, that's what yeah. you're doing. It's a product that you're selling. But I, res- I, I respect that because it's a like it's an entrepreneurship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But this was for like their their final year group project <laughs> in engineering. In engineering. And they had to make the oh. page, a LinkedIn page for the company. So I had all these invites. And like, sure, I accepted it because I was like, you know, if it's going to help your degree, then sure. But like, you know, this is not... This is not this engineering. Is not it's engineering, like, it's, it's marketing, you know? yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, so I was just a bit at a loss. Your video anything, only got like, 10 views. Ha yeah. ha, you're getting a B. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And that's such like... You know, and then someone could have, I don't know, just used, used a bot to, like, rack up a thousand views for their yeah. video or something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's uh, so it's so open to... How many views did your video get, though? So this was the year after oh, me, after so you. I didn't... Sorry. Well, I made a video because they weren't delivering presentations in person because of COVID. Uh... Um, so I made two videos for my project, which are still on a hard drive somewhere, I think. But I, I'm quite proud of them, actually. There nice. is a clip, there's an outtake where the my project catches fire behind me. Oh, really? No oh, no, I want to see this. What? <laughs> Yo, you have to send me I that because I, this. For, my, for my Loughborough project, the, um, uh, the, um, the, the device I made to like for, the, for this project was, I mean, I'm not an electrical engineer. I, I, don't, I don't profess to have amazing circuitry knowledge, but I bodged together this device that records. It had some sensors on. Anyway, it was powered by... A few nine volt batteries in I don't think it was in series, I think it was in parallel. Okay. I could be wrong there though. Um and so yeah, not, I don't know if one of the connections shorted or something. <laughs> yeah. But like anyway, I was like recording had the camera set up, um, and then I don't know what caught my eye, but I think I just like saw smoke out of the corner of my eye and then I was like, Oh my god, what what the what on earth is that? Um and I turned around and yeah, it's one of those moments where your, your heart is like thumping, and oh, I think shit. I saw one flame, and then I disconnected the battery. Oh so shit! So I got it just in time. But I, like, it was it was oh, it, shit. It, yeah. Yeah. Around, everything yeah, fire, yeah. like oh no, my <laughs> you're still presenting. So. <laughs> yeah. it, was, it was it you know it was on my you know my nice road bike, and um, yeah, it was uh, it was. It was, it was it was funny because it was it was kind of at the end like everything had done like it, it worked perfectly for probably about two weeks at this point um and then Damn. it just right decided at the end, right, right at, the end. at the end it just oh, um, cool. did they notice cool like in the because if you can see it in the video like yeah so it, like i said it's one of the outtakes so oh, I, okay well I, I, I don't think i definitely don't think i used the clip in the actual uh in the actual video but um, ah right right so yeah. did you do you manage to fix it or was this i after? didn't need to fix it so this was after i'd used it to collect my data ah, and everything. Okay, okay, so okay, i was okay. lucky in that respect okay um but yeah because like, no, i also scratch. thought that i'd left the battery connected like overnight it was off so like in theory nothing was running but and, and it was off when the when the when the, the smoke and the flames started coming out of it right um but i realized like you know if i'd been in bed asleep with this thing connected oh, yeah. you know that everything would have been a lot worse yeah yeah so I, yeah i don't know i got quite lucky there. i still don't know what happened to be quite honest i think something must have just shorted or or Oh yeah, I I don't really know, but oh shit, um, I was my final year project wasn't lucky. wasn't as interesting as, as <laughs> you guys though. But you see, like this is what I mean. Like I I love that I have that story to tell about yeah. my project that caught fire. Like you know, it is a pretty cool story, though, especially if you have a video of it. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I think it's just to me like 
breaking There's it. There's no more and beer then, in there. <laughs> <laughs> He's trying to get the last bits out. He's trying to get the last bit of The glass broke. Oh, no. Oh, shit. And I didn't know. I thought it fell out, but I thought it was in the bottle. Oh, jeez. Oh, fuck. That could have been bad. It's because of glass sinks, hey? That could have been bad. Oh, shit. Damn. Yeah, so... So yeah, but no, because 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 my project was a hands-on physical learning project where I had to actually make a physical thing and not, you know, write some essay about something theoretical. I have I have this quite niche story interesting to tell story. About yeah, my my, my project. Uh, my, so. my project was on trying to identify the parameters, so like the size, the mass, and all that of various exoplanets a bit uh, like Whoa, that's cool uh, maths and physics oh yeah because i was like i was like yeah my, my undergrad was physics and i was like oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah so i had to it was basically a lot of data analysis mm. uh, we just had to use a lot of python um, yeah. to kind of analyze the, the light curves and try yeah. and figure out um the different parameters of of the the star the planet and what and what are the period and and and, and, and all that uh, but the way we did that was we did the analysis and all. We got the light curves. But we pretty much just fed it to this program that uh, NASA has developed and got oh, the parameters uh, out. So, like, so we did the initial cleaning and we set it all up and, get, and had the right data and all that because uh, there was a lot, of, a lot of that to be done. But in, in terms of actually getting the parameters, like instead of doing it manually, you could do it manually, but it, there was already, already a program yeah. developed by NASA. We just fed it all the data. So it spat no, out the no parameters. Point reinventing the wheels. So. Yeah, exactly. So we're like, ah, oh, cool. It agrees with exactly what the thousands of other people have, have analyzed yeah. about this specific planet. Nice. This makes it easier to analyze. Yeah. <laughs> That's cool, though. I like that. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So, yeah, mine, there's no fire story in mine, unfortunately. No. Unless... Well, everything's a smoke machine if you operate <laughs> it badly enough. It's <laughs> <laughs> is, is, is a motto. Another. Another more words to live by yeah fair enough but, well yeah. i think we are at two hours um thank you very much both of you vince mike no, this was fun for thank attending i uh, hope pleasure. you enjoyed it uh, is the final subject then smoke machines is that what i have no clue what i'm gonna call this um but but yeah i'll think about it probably maybe maybe smoke machines okay I won't be offended if you don't. Setting fires, uh, smoke machines, something yeah, yeah. like. Yeah, or like <laughs> pyrotechnics. Keep it broad. Yeah. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. But yeah, thank you very much for attending. I really appreciate it. And thank you everyone for listening at home as well. Um, take care, guys. I'll speak to you soon. Thank you. Bye.